for the moment that you've all been waiting for. From the land of the rising sun to just north of the border, strong style meets street style right here on this podcast. Because you're listening to the Osaka Saint, the Saitama Superstar, the Mad Titan of Tokyo, the American Kaiju. Let's double your pleasure, double your fun, because right now you get two hogsmen for the price of one. He's the hombre with no nombre. Mi hermano from another mamo. He's the world's greatest Rudo. El numero uno. That's right. You're listening to two of the three hogsmen. Big Duke, he couldn't make it this episode. He said he'll be here next week. But it is Monday night, August 31st. It's been a week, a whole week you guys went without a Hogsman show. And we're back at it. Devin Sparks, what's going on? I haven't seen you in almost over a week now. I know. it's uh, It's been far too long. I uh, I don't I didn't think you'd recognize me. No, I, I barely do. I, I need a haircut. Yep. Obviously, at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I've given up on life. I'm wearing sweatshorts and a fucking free t-shirt I got at a movie one time. Sick. Sick. NPA, what's going on, man? How's life? Ah, <sighs> you know, it was all right. Rough, uh, you know, rough weekend. Uh, <laughs> rough weekend. Rough weekend. I got drunk. Sweet. A little too drunk. Sweet. Blackout drunk for the first time in my life at 34. Sweet. You've really? been black? No, you've really? been blackout drunk. I've no, seen no, no, blackout drunk. There, there was an entire portion of my Saturday night that I do not remember. I texted you right before it happened too. Okay. When I told you I was watching Palm Springs again. Yep. It's a was, good movie. It is. There was a moment where, where I was watching the movie, and then I'm not going to go into too much more detail because it's you know it's not, no one's no one's business. But started stuff off. was happening <laughs> with somebody that oh. I did not remember how we got to that point. Nice. And this is a, this is the first time it's ever happened to you. I mean, I'm sure I've been really drunk. I mean, you. You probably Devin's probably been around me when I've been that drunk before. Uh, yeah, see, I've seen him blackout drunk on more than one occasion. I have a I there's a lot of like my uh, after I turned eighteen to like let's say twenty two that I don't remember a lot of. Yeah, I agree with that statement. I uh, a lot of it is from Tijuana. I remember having the greatest time time of my life. Every time I went I went to Tijuana after I turned eighteen, it was one of the greatest trips ever. Couldn't re- can't remember shit from it though. But I just know I had a really good time. And then, uh, yeah, there's a, I lived in a, a house with five of my best friends growing up. And uh, there's stuff they tell me about when we lived there that I have no, I have no recollec- recollection of. I apparently chased out a dude that was burglarizing our house. Nice. And I have no idea about it. They had to tell me, and I'm like, I don't, I don't remember that at all. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, so. Maybe it wasn't true. They all were like, dude, you don't remember – chasing out the guy who was burglarizing our house and i was like i have no recollection of that but yeah man i did that a lot when i was younger if you want to hear more stories like that make sure you follow mike on twitter at mike camden 82 or instagram at mike underscore camden you can follow myself on twitter at devin sparks instagram at american kaiju and then uh mr not producer adam just changed his his twitter handle recently he got he got twitter famous for a post that he posted during payback, and uh, he's now at Adam NPA. 
His uh, booking rate just went up. His too. booking fee just went through the fucking roof. Anyways, he, he posted a video about uh, Big E going off, and it just it, it struck a chord with. Uh, oh yeah, that's the video you. And I, I was like, it, it doesn't make any it. sense. All I was doing was making an observation about what I was watching and saying I think they're going to do Big E and Roman at Mania, and everyone apparently loved that take. And, you know, damn, it's very strange. Damn. You can follow uh, the Hogsman podcast at Hogsman Pod on Twitter or Instagram. We don't have the credentials for it right now. They're lost. And um, what he means by that is we, for, we forgot the passwords. <laughs> uh, we can get them, right? All it takes us is to click forgot password. All it takes is for uh, NPA to do some work for, and uh, get those passwords. I'll let you know. Let me know. Daddy is going to go to work. Oh, that oh, okay. boy. Atta I didn't hear boy. that one today. That made me sad. I had told it to my wife a few times. Oh, I love saying it to her because she, like, she immediately like thinks I sound like an idiot, which I, that's, what, that's what I'm going for. Is like He's, he's wearing a tie-dye shirt and board shorts with his long hair. And a I'm going for a superstar Billy Graham look. No, it's, you're pulling it off. No, I like right. it. But I'm just saying, you're like, my wife thinks I sound like an idiot this when I say it. This might be something we have, to, we have to go for in the future. Like, Why wouldn't we? I, yeah, that's the thing, man. Like color right you get like yeah. Vinnie Mac likes color yeah. apparently so yeah. like we should come out in like tie-dye and like tie-dye yeah just just be loud assholes man almost like warrior status because you remember like when he came out it was just so bright I'm fine with that I uh yeah. I just don't know that tie-dye is the theme I mean I think it's making a comeback dude I got this shirt on it's a Santa Cruz shirt it's a it's a, actually a tank top and uh yeah I think tie-dye is making a comeback with the kids hmm. interesting all right but anyways, man, it's been a, almost a whole week since we've seen each other. Actually, it's been a whole week. It's been over a we, week. Uh, our last show we recorded on a Thursday night, two Thursdays ago. Yeah. You got to hear, uh, before his debut, you got to hear from, uh, from Dom Mysterio. Dominic Mysterio. Yep. Get the name right. What, I can't call him Dom? I don't know. I'm, try, I'm just doing what the Fed says. I'm not in the circle. Okay. I wonder when they're going to start using that Prince Mysterio thing. I think uh, I think he has to get like knighted or something. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, let's jump into that a little bit. So we watched uh, Dom. He actually has had a couple, a few matches since then. So he had yeah, this guy's taken off. So he had his debut at uh, at SummerSlam. Yeah. And then he had a Monday Night Raw match. So just no, to, it was payback last night. No, no, he had no, a Raw no, match no. the following had, night. Exactly. It was a tag match. Um, but just, I just want to. I want my first match ever was in a boxing ring in Point Loma. Yeah. Um, Dom's Dom. Sorry, Dominic. His match was at SummerSlam. How many real people were at your show? Yeah, I had more people. His... That's for sure. I had more people in the, in the crowd. Did um, you Did you have some uh, family and friends show? Up? Oh yeah, I think my first show I had probably fifteen, twenty people there. Well, you were in high school, right? I was in high school. Yeah. So you, were you uh, Were you papering the halls? No, no, no. I didn't have no because this one was uh, it was in like Point Loma. I'm like, no one's gonna drive to Point Loma. No one's gonna drive to Point Loma. I don't know. I, I mean, used to pay for the halls at uh, the colleges that I went to though. I'm like, no one's gonna go here, but here you go. Yeah, yeah, man. So yeah, you know what? Uh, I was in Chicago and uh, I for the match. I knew I knew I didn't watch all of SummerSlam. I just watched Dom's match. I thought he did a great job. He did great, man. I, I had a whole list of stuff I wanted to talk. We were supposed to talk to him again last week. And we I, will. I had a whole list of stuff that I wanted to talk to him about. Um, well, I mean, like, just from the beginning of the match on, uh, obviously I hadn't been there training with you guys, uh, seeing what he was doing, but 
putting in the work. I, I was, you know, when they made it into a street fight, I'm like, okay, he's not going to get to wrestle very much. Yeah. And they let him get away with a lot. They let him do a lot. He got his, first of all, his punches were real strong at the beginning of that match. He's where got I'm like, good punches. If you're doing a street fight, the one thing that you have to do, whether you can wrestle or not, is you have to learn how to punch. Yes. And he was throwing his punches in there. He was, he was sinking them in real good. Yep. Um, he hit a pop-up drop kick that I thought looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for the most part there wasn't anything that, you know, where I where I looked at it, it was like, ooh, eh, they're gonna they're gonna ask questions about that or they're gonna bring out to his attention afterwards. But uh, I think the only thing that they probably said something to him about and it changed as of last night was that hood he had in the back of yeah. his. Yeah, actually, yeah, I talked to him about that and he's like, yeah, they're gonna velcro it. And uh, that's what I thought. It was completely would. gone last night. Yeah, it wasn't even yeah. velcro. They they removed it. Yeah, they. Uh, I brought that up and he was like, yeah, we're gonna take that thing off. And I was like, yeah, good idea. But, um, I, I loved it at the beginning. He played to the uh, to the crowd <laughs> when he came in the ring. He got yeah, up on the turnbuckle yeah. and he played to the crowd. I'm like, yeah. ah, I wonder how that feels. Oh, um, there was one thing that I did notice too from his first match to his second match. In the first match, he 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 sold something. I don't know what it was. Uh, maybe when Seth put his knees up or something, and he sold it like a non wrestler, like a like a manager or something like that where you're like oh they're not getting up you know what i mean they sell whereas if you're a wrestler you take the you take it and you you kind of feed up for that next move yeah so from one match to the next and the first one he sold it i'm like oh, okay like that's it's good selling but it's not like uh you don't you're not expecting him to get up from that and like do anything and then in his second match when he was he sold something similar then he i felt like he sold it in a different way it was interesting yeah that's actually something they were working on with him a lot is different sells on different uh you know almost like same body part but different cell um it's something that they were trying to kind of beat in his head and uh but yeah man he did a great job the one thing i actually the one thing that i i thought was a little and this is very minute was they 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 label it as a it wasn't a street fight right it was like a a fight is that what they uh, they promoted promoted it as i think by the time it got to the match they they promoted it as a street fight yeah okay so like when they started off like usually with street fights it's a heated, you know, build up uh, to the to the blow off a of street right. fight, right? So you come out swinging, you know, you come out throwing hands because we're past all the you know professional wrestling part. We're we're fighting, and so when they like came out and they were kind of like actually doing wrestling moves, I was like, ah, eh, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to show that hey, you know, Dom does have some skills uh, in wrestling. He, you know, he's got good arm drags and all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's the other thing. I thought his arm drags. I thought those looked great. Yeah, I got on his ass a little bit at training about uh, his arm drags because he didn't roll away. He he got up wrong, but it's mm. very minute also. But I was just like, I'm not I'm not gonna. I'm sure Seth handled I'm not that gonna, for you. I'm not gonna tickle your balls the whole time. I gotta flick them. You know, yeah. like flick the balls. I gotta I gotta take you down a peg. Yeah. Right. I gotta take you down a peg. Yeah. What did uh, he ever do? Who would he ever beat? Uh, you know what I mean? Nobody at that point. At nobody. that point, no. So he. Uh, but yeah, you know I. I thought that was kind of strange, but I also one thing I, I I talked to him about afterwards is the story, right? The match when you have a storyline like that, and you're able to use your father's at ringside, he had his mother in the back. They included her in the match. It makes things so easy to be like, oh, okay, and at this point, you know, we'll do this. I was to, rather than like spot, 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 spot. It's more about the storyline, and. Uh, I liked it, man. I, I thought it was good uh, for Dom's first match. He looked great. He looked a lot better than what I looked like. I guarantee it. And what's, what's so funny is obviously you have you know a lot behind that first match. You have a lot going into that first match. Right? Yeah. But if you think of any school, 
any school where there's students doing a first match and you're like, all right, you need <laughs> we want you to tell a story and put on a good first match. I'm like, that's like one of the best first matches I've ever seen. Yeah. That I mean, no joke, that's like up there with like the Rousey debut cuz yeah. let's not Rousey had a great debut. Yeah, she did. But she was also surrounded by great yeah, workers. Yeah, yeah. And that and that by the way, I know that you on Twitter were like it's, it wasn't me blah blah blah, but that's a credit to you and everyone that's worked to train him because there are guys that come out of the performance center which is a highly, you know, it's it's Very a machine. Expensive. It's a machine. And guys come out of there and they don't look nearly as good as he looked in his debut match. Yeah. And, you know, so Dom has been training for like three years. He started with Jay Lethal in Florida, went up to Storm's place for, I think, 12 weeks or some shit like that. And then he's been at uh, Level Up with Benny, Hunter, myself. Uh, Conan will come by. Uh, Phoenix will come by. So the guy, you know. You know, it's not like it's not like me. I I walked in uh, in June of 2013, and I was already debuting by October 2013. You know, so Dom has really been putting the work in, and uh, yeah, man, he looked great. You know what? Also, I liked because it was the first time I actually checked it out was that Thunderdome shit. I think it looks great. I liked it. I fucking liked it, man. And it was you know it was funny because we were talking about like dudes whipping their dicks out and stuff like that. <laughs> You know, obviously some some shit happened. Are you talking about the Benoit thing? There were a couple of things. They had a few things. What? So they had. So somebody posted a fire velveteen dream. Oh yeah. Thing. Um, Somebody posted uh, a picture of Chris Benoit. Yeah, that was fucked up. Somebody posted uh, some like a Ku Klux Klan thing. Yeah. And then another one posted a uh, ISIS beheading or some shit like that. Holy shit! Yeah, am I correct on that, Adam? Like, yeah. And then was there another one too? Oh uh, the only other one I could think of is someone put a picture of Kenny Omega that was on funny. there. Yeah, and Omega even responded to it. But no, I mean there was there was something going around that was false. That was during the Sonya Mandy match. Someone put the guy on the screen who broke into her house, but it was oh, fake. Really? Okay. It was something someone photoshopped afterwards. It didn't actually happen. But I I think the visual of it looks great. Yeah, it does. If you can't have real fans, hey man. There's the next best thing you can do. The only thing I would change is it's the variance from screen to screen is so striking um, because it, it it includes their real back their real background. Yeah. Which in the NBA, they all have the same background. They all have this like whatever looking chair behind them. So they put oh, yeah. it they put in like an after effect or what or like if you've ever been on a Zoom call, you can cr- put whatever background you want behind you. Okay. I think they should put in a uniform background. To where it's just it takes away some of the messiness. So everyone's still doing their own thing in their chair, eating, drinking, whatever, cheering. Um, but you're not going to have a white wall behind one person, a red wall behind the other. You know, someone's got a, a some light pouring into their house because they're on the on the West Coast during a live taping. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a, a big light from coming from behind. So just to to make it a little u- more uniform, I'd like to see that kind of after effect put in. But uh, there's also apparently a huge delay between what's actually happening and what the people are seeing. Oh, really? Because that's what uh, Derek Montia, is that how you say uh-huh. his last name? He did it for one of the shows. I don't know if it was SmackDown or SummerSlam, but he said there was like a 30-second delay between what was actually happening at SummerSlam versus what he was seeing on his fan stream or whatever it's called. Yeah, uh, Dom told me there's a delay. Mm-hmm. There, so there's like for every 12 monitors, there's one person – uh, watching those monitors to make sure no stupid shit goes up on there. Uh, and there's like a few second delay also, 
Yeah, so I mean, I, I can 100% understand why WWE, because you have no control. It, you know, you those people can do whatever they want, and they might get away with it for a few seconds, and those few seconds are a big deal. Um, so did Retribution take those uh, take control of screens yet? I don't even think they're a thing anymore. They oh, virtually not. disappeared from television. Oh, okay. Well, they, other than they did something. They, oh, that was what. That was why I forgot the Dominic match because they, they, they beat attacked them, down. them and ah, I just yeah. forgot a little bit. But they since then they have not been seen at all. So they so. didn't do anything with the TV screens. That'd be a good idea. If they yeah, did. I mean that's a, so. that, that's a missed opportunity. I, I think you know, come in, turn off all the lights, put a message on the screens is kind of a cool idea, and then yeah. debut someone that way. Yeah, but uh, yeah, actually, that's that they should. I wonder if they. Yeah. They might want to talk to you about. You know. I know I'd, I'd be great for creative. Um, I, Give Adam Pierce a call. I'll let him. know. He was all over SmackDown last week. I saw. I don't that, know if you yeah. saw that, but that was. Funny. I want. I want to see uh, the. I think the anonymous face guy. Who? Anonymous. You know, anonymous. Like the real world. Uh, you, you ever see V for Vendetta? Uh, I didn't see it, but I know what you're talking about. The, oh, the, you're talking the, about the mask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that that's like uh, part of a thing called anonymous, which is like some hackers that go around fucking shit up. So I think that'd be a cool thing to see, like, live. If that was part of, like, Retribution or whatever, is all uh-huh. of a sudden the lights go out, and then you've got the anonymous face guy up there cutting a promo across all the screens. Like, <laughs> that'd be badass. Yeah. I think, they, I think they have some opportunity to do something with it. I mean, I don't know how much longer they're going to be doing this Thunderdome gimmick, but I think they have some opportunities <laughs> to kind of use that to their favor. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm just ready for... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the smart ass tech guy who's fed up and is about to quit his job. And so all of a sudden he just puts some like beach balls <laughs> get popping around <laughs> the fans in there <laughs> before he gets fired or before he walks out on Well him. AEW last week went back to they have real people. They put tickets on sale now, so there's actual there's actual crowds back at some wrestling shows. Very spaced out though, right? Yeah, but you could hear him for a, a good part of the show. So um, it, it made it definitely made a difference. That was you know what the funny thing is with the the crowd noise with the Thunderdome st- uh, stuff. I'm like, man, this is like the video game mm-hmm. uh, uh, background noise. And then somebody pointed out, like on Twitter or something like that, today that they took the the background noise for the video game and they linked <laughs> it up perfectly with like one of the like Raw or Payback or some shit like that. And it's so funny because I was just thinking about that, and then boom, on Twitter somebody. Uh, Somebody uh, syncs it up with what was going on. It was pretty funny, hmm. but yeah, man. So good, good, good job, Dom. He looked great. Um, the gear looked phenomenal. He, I loved his gear, dude. He's a body guy. Did you see that? He's got he's got a full chest protector, like yeah. you said, and everything. Did, I gotta get that. Did he ask you about that? Did he? He did. He said, "One body guy to another. What would you do?" And I said, <laughs> I, "I said up to the neck, dude. Cover the whole thing." <laughs> so he put his shirt out on the shop, and he doesn't. He, they haven't. He hasn't worn it yet, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Because oh. well, he has like the next day. No, but I mean, he could wear it to the ring. A lot of guys wear their shirts to the ring. No, yeah, sure. I think it's a sick shirt. I gotta buy it. It's that. a good looking shirt. It is a good looking shirt. When is it going on sale on uh, PWT? <laughs> yeah, actually, I got to. Uh, I got a chance to uh, this past Thursday. I got a chance to go uh, train with uh, Dom and Ray because they uh, they had their match for Payback. Uh, they were getting ready for that, and they needed. Uh, they wanted to get some some ring work in. So Hunter and I went and worked with Ray and Dom. And uh, it's so funny, like, working with Ray. Like, this guy, he's been doing it for, like, 30 years, right? Serious vet. And I sometimes, like, and I, I've seen this with, like, Phoenix before, too, when he comes and trains with, trains with us. These guys are fucking nuts. Like, the shit that goes through their heads. I'm just like, 
you've been doing this for 30 years. You're bo- you know, uh, Ray must be what, 42, 43, something like that. Young, young 40s, I think. But that's uh, that's a a wrestler's 43. You know, like his body's beat up. But the shit he was coming up with, I was like, no fucking way. Even at my age, which isn't too much younger, I guess. 45. He's 45. 45. The sh- the stuff that he comes up with in his mind, I'm like, I wouldn't be doing this if I was 23. Like, you- holy shit, dude! Like, you're insane. But that's like what got them to where they're at today. You know, like. I don't know. Maybe like just when you're, when you're obviously him when he broke into the business and he was basically the smallest guy on the card, if not on the planet of wrestling, he had to he had to go he had to work harder. But some of the stuff he was coming up with, I'm like Jesus Christ! You're can insane. you tell us or is it proprietary? He, I mean, this is just at training. He was like, Hey Hunter, um, set up on the apron. I'm gonna see if I can. Uh, hit this Rana. He didn't hit the Rana. He just wanted to see if he could set up for it. So he uh, he had Dom on all uh, on his hands and knees inside the ring. And then Ray would come running up and just jump onto Hunter's shoulders. And I would be kind of standing there like... Wait, where's Hunter? He was on the apron. Oh, waiting for a tag? So basically it would be like... Uh, it, would be, it would basically be like if, some, if he hit a Rana off, off the apron on somebody. But he... Remember, you know how like... So he's in the ring... You know how the Hardys do their... They uh, did the corner to corner. They'll do the corner, but yeah. uh, uh, Jeff will jump off Matt's bat. So he back. jumps up, catches him for the Rana, and then spins down to the outside. Well, Hunter's on the outside of the... Uh, uh, on the apron. He's on the apron, but he would spin to the outside, and then Hunter would take a flip to the floor. Yeah. And I, like, he, was just, he, he just wanted to see if he could get up right. there. And he did, no problem. And I was like, he is... I'm like, this guy's nuts, man. Like, this guy is nuts. And even some of the other stuff that, like, he was thinking of... I'm like, dude, this guy is crazy. Like, I'm, I'm a lot healthier than him as far as you know, body. Uh, you know, like my knees are fine, my my lower back's fine. He's had probably plenty of surgeries, right? And he's still like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, this guy's crazy, dude. <laughs> but uh, it was really cool. Actually, I, I got to do a spot with Ray. We were just we're warming up, right? We're just warming up. So we're doing the rolls, and then uh, you know Hunter would call for a little spot. I would call for a little spot. Dom would call for a little spot, and then uh, we're like, "Hey Ray, uh, call a spot." You know, like little warm up spot. So it was like a whip off, up and over, hit the ropes, drop down, leapfrog, shoulder tackle. Fairly simple. So I was with Ray. Like this is the first time I've ever like locked up with Ray or anything like that. So Ray whips me off. I up and over, hit the ropes. He drops down. And I, I legit almost tripped over him. <laughs> I was like, holy crap, dude. I can't believe I almost just did this. And even like Dom and Hunter started laughing. And I was like, I don't know where that came from, but I legit almost tripped. But it looked real. It was a good sell. And uh, He's trying to trip you, dude. Yeah. But it was just kind of funny. I'm like, god damn. I'm doing a little spot with Ray here in the training. Nice. Yeah, it was fun. It was a nice little thing. Actually, uh, that high arm drag that Dom did at Payback, um, the springboard arm drag on on seth uh we practiced that and it looked great it came off great on camera looked good for him a little lucha a little lucha for dom so it was fun man good opportunity yeah he looked good oh that was the other thing i was gonna say he did really well that i liked at SummerSlam is he did that uh the corner ddt where was it where he went up and over caught seth yeah uh or i seth think that was ca- buddy murphy yeah uh, was that buddy murphy I think it was Murphy, yeah. Okay, but it was Dom giving it. 
It might have been Seth. I don't know. Was he went up and over. Yeah. He got caught. He did this. No, that was Seth that took it. He took a big spike in the middle of the ring. Yeah. But I good. thought that looked great. It looked good, man. It they took care good. of him. Good. They're definitely taking care of him. Uh, you know, and that's one thing Dom, I hope Dom realizes is Dom, Dom is doing very well. He's doing very well. But he's also working with some of the best of the best. So... Did you see the the reports online yet of like oh he's got backstage heat? Uh, he has no backstage. No, no, no. With the NXT guys, like oh because he, he he skyrocketed. He didn't have to go to he didn't have to go to NXT. Did you Get see out of here. <laughs> no, I know that's what I'm yeah, saying. I know. That's no, it was the same. I thought it was just a bullshit story, but I'm like this is so fucking stupid. Like he, he goes in, he has you know he's been there for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's already got people talking shit. Well, on industry dirt sheets. That's funny because those dirt sheets, I've seen some things with Dom that they've said. And I'll be like, Dom, hey, I read this. And he was like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. So, yeah, those things are just pure speculation. Oh, yeah. Well, it was funny, though. It was funny. Or maybe like one person in NXT or in the developmental mention something maybe one person it's like, yeah, it's, al- it's always one guy yeah. or a friend of a friend because you know there's people that are dating people they're doing a the twitch live stream <laughs> yeah. they, they say some off-color comment on a twitch live stream no i guarantee I, like you know dom went in there and, and got whipped up by a goddamn kendo stick he went in there and got you know some some chair shots and all that kind of stuff it's like he's, he's not getting the red carpet's not getting rolled out for him like he's getting He's getting he's getting beat up. He's paying his dues. He's paying his dues. And what does that mean exactly? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure Dom is getting is getting it right now because uh, I ain't taking no fucking thirty kendo sticks to my stomach. That's why you won't get signed, dude. I know. This is exactly why you won't get signed. I know. Uh, maybe I would. <laughs> maybe I would if the money was right. I think you would. That's my guess. Have you ever taken a kendo stick shot? Yes. How, who 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 uh, from who? I don't remember. I know I've taken one. Probably ma- Todd. Probably probably Matt Twisted is my guess. If I had do you to... remember like, was it like one or like was it multiple? A couple. It was fine. Yeah. It's just like when you take like a chair shot to the back and you're like you're like oh shit it's gonna kill and you're like oh that wasn't that bad. Yeah. Right. I remember uh, at uh, Wrestlecade out in North Carolina, I was part of this big rumble. I swear to God, there were so many people. Or it was a, it was a battle royale. There must have been 50 people in this ring. Like, it was, like, shoulder to shoulder. Like, you were packed in there like sardines. And they were like, yeah, there's kind of a lot of people, so let's try and get people out as fast as possible, you know? So the guy who was booking the event, his name was Devin. Uh, You're welcome. He wasn't booking. He was, uh, I don't know, he was just kind of agenting it all that. Mm -hmm. And uh, he goes, hey, man, at this spot, you might want to get out afterwards. And I go, why is that? And he goes, Sandman's coming out. (laughs) With uh, with a kendo stick, right? And I was like, "Yeah, you're right." Like, I was in there for maybe two minutes, not even that. And as much as like Glacier was in there, so I was like, "Man, maybe I could like get over there and like, you know, throw some punches at Glacier's or Glacier, like take some punches from Glacier." I was like, "Dude, I don't want to take a goddamn kendo stick from like Sandman, like." He might look at me in the ring and be like, who's this fucking J-Bone? And just take it to the face, you know? Like, And I'm not that big of like a, a Sandman mark to where it would be like, yeah, I'm going to take a kendo stick from Sandman. You know, I was like, nah, I'm cool. I'm just going to get out and get back into my regular street clothes and go party with D-Lo. You know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, you'd take a toothpick from Razor, right? Oh, yeah. yeah Who wouldn't? Time. Take a big old toothpick. Right there. Yeah. 
You know what's funny is I like, like I said I'm not like a, a big Sandman mark. And ECW didn't really exist that much to me because we lived on the West Coast. On the West Coast where it wasn't a fucking thing. So I guess I didn't find this out till you know, a couple years ago. Like, you had to, like, stay up to, like, 2 in the morning. Yeah. On, like, a Wednesday night. Yeah. Yeah. And, like... It was on on Saturdays for me, but... Was it? It was was on very, very late. It was trash out here. Like, I I remember seeing the the advertisements on pay-per-view, and I'm like, huh, this is crazy. And then I'd be like, oh, yeah, this Wednesday at 2 a.m., 29.99. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah, no. In, in New York, they had a MSG network, which was basically just a bunch. They would just play a bunch of classic stuff from the Garden. But then, like like one or two in the morning on like Saturday into Sunday, if you were up, ECW was on. Yeah, I just remember turning on one time and like Sid was on there, and I was like, "The fuck is Sid doing in this company? Yeah. Like, what what is this?" And then I remember, know. dude, I remember seeing those pay per views and being like, "What the fuck kind of trash is this?" <laughs> like, I would just, I would just, because they'd be like, they would just show the same clips of guys bleeding, yeah. all over the place. I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" And I had a buddy at the time, little, you know, how old we were, twelve or thirteen, whatever. I don't remember how old we were, but he was so fucking into it, bro. You gotta watch this ECW. Oh, they beat the shit out of each other. I'm like, it looks like trash. It looks like trash. I would never watch it's, that. It's, with it's you. pretty interesting, like. After we, like, we, you know, I was kind of in the same way. I was like, oh, it's just, like, hardcore people. Yeah. But how influential it was towards these WCW and WWF mm-hmm. at the time. But, uh, like, yeah, like I said, I, I, I didn't get to watch ECW because it just it was not a very convenient time right. to be on, on the West Coast. And you couldn't find it. And, yeah, I had no idea where to look. But um, a, a few years back, or I don't know how long, I watched a Sandman. Like, So if you go online, there's like seminars, right? Like there's free seminars. If you go on YouTube or some shit like that, you'll find like a free seminar. And that's always good. You know, you could watch a seminar for free rather than go and like pay 40 bucks. And uh, Sandman has one. And uh, I, my respect for Sandman went up so much <laughs> for when I watched Sandman's seminar. Because I, I don't know how, you know, like I said, and this is no disrespect, I don't really know how much of a worker Sandman was. You know, right. I, I knew him as the guy that came out smoking cigarettes to uh, Metallica, like bashing, like or chugging beers, bashing it over his head. By came, the way, if you saw it today, you'd be like, that guy's sick. Yeah, oh, yeah, big time, man. <laughs> like, I still look at those videos. I'm like, eh. But if I saw it happen today, I'd be like, Damn, oh, at, that's a cool game. When he came out at WrestleCade to that, yeah. huge pop. Yeah, of course. Huge pop. I of thought course. it was sick. Yeah, of course. It is. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like that's who I knew him was, like the kendo <laughs> stick guy, you know, like all that. And uh, so I'm watching the seminar, and there's one kid in the seminar who has no experience, out of shape, can't do roles. You know, you just, like, he's somebody that just found out that Sandman was doing a seminar and was like, oh, I'm going to go do a seminar, but has no prior experience as, in being a, as being a pro wrestler, being trained in the ring, nothing. So Sandman just goes, this guy does like one role, and Sandman just goes, hey, do that again, man. Like, you know, he's just kind of like, what the hell? Tells him to do it again. The, kai, the kid like just, it's like Were a Were you about role. to say the kaiju? No, no, no. Okay. The, the, the kid, the kid. <laughs> the kid just like fucks it up. And the Sandman just goes, Hold on, man. Here, I'm telling you to do this. And, like, does, like, some kind of, like, front roll, like, bump or some shit like that. And the kid, once again, can't do it. And he goes, Sandman goes, how much experience do you have training as a wrestler? And the guy's like, I've never trained as a wrestler before. And he goes, okay. Listen, man, this seminar is not for you. Just get out of the ring. I don't want your money. Just get out of the ring, okay? Just take your stuff and get out of the ring. I don't have time for you. 
And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Because I've been to seminars where p- people who have no previous experience <laughs> have shown up. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. No, no, that's not. no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But um, nah, don't worry about it. Um, so I'm referring. We're laughing, guys. We're laughing because we're looking at each other. I'm referring to the time that Adam broke his collarbone in a seminar doing a role. <laughs> yeah, but you're referencing people who didn't have any experience. And that's, I know. That I'm just, that's, I'm that's just referencing me. someone who, who hurt himself. Oh, yeah, a, yeah. Well, and the, the joke is that you're in on the joke. There's a lot of other things about why I got hurt in the ring, but I'm not going to go Ooh, into I want to hear about this. Yeah. So anyway, the next episode for you. The, uh, the amount of respect for Sandman after I watched that seminar like skyrocketed because I was like, fuck yeah. Finally... Somebody said, hey, I'm sorry, I can't help you out. Like, you're just going to drag this, you know, you're just going to drag this seminar along. Because I've been to that. I went to a, a seminar one time. And, you know, not that I'm bad-mouthing anybody here, but it was a low-key seminar. And PCW had put it on. And I was like, all right, cool, man. I'm going uh, to go do this seminar and, you know, see what happens out of it. And there was, like, multiple kids in that seminar that you could just look and be like, you have no previous experience. You've never stepped foot in the ring before, but you paid your 50 bucks or whatever the fuck you did. And now like they're letting you do this, which sucks because, you know, there was a few people in there that did have experience and, and you're, you're looking to get as much as you can out of these seminars, you know? So anyways, low key goes around to everybody. There must've been like 12, 14 people in this seminar. And he'd be like, hey, what's your one good strike? It could be a punch. It could be a kick. It could be forearms. It could be whatever. And you're going to give it to everybody, you know? And then he would kind of just, you know, rate your strike that you say that you is your that's your go-to strike. So uh, there was another guy in this, in this class that had wrestled at SoCal Pro a, a couple times. I can't remember his name. And he was, like, one of the first people in line and there was a, a kid right next to him that that was one of the kids that had no experience. No, you just flat out, you looked at him, he had no experience. And they get to this kid and he goes, what's your, what's your uh, low key goes, what's your best strike? And the kid goes, uh, a kick, you know, like a, 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 just a regular kick to the, to the midsection. You know, any pro wrestler mm-hmm. kind of know how to do it if you've been tro- uh, properly trained. <laughs> So this kid, his first kick to the guy, uh, the previous SoCal Pro, uh, the previous wrestler, I can't, I can't remember his name either, but uh, he'd wrestled at SoCal Pro a couple times. This guy loads up <laughs> and kicks this guy right in the fucking nuts. Just right in the fucking nuts. And it's just like, you, you, you know, first of all, inside you're kind of laughing because obviously any kick to the nuts is fucking hilarious <laughs> but um it's you know it, i've been there before man where i'm at we're at seminars and it's like why is this person here like i understand like he paid 50 bucks that's fine but like they're they're not coming they're not this is it this is it they're they're just wasting time you know so when i saw sandman do that just ask a person to leave the seminar i was like fuck yeah bro that's sick you ever done that have you ever seen that before yes where would you, do you remember where at all? Where uh, I've seen multiple. It's almost at every seminar that you go to. Almost. It's it's, it's not um it's not uncommon. I mean, I, I would say it's probably if you were playing seminar bingo 
I mean, that would be one of the squares every single time is yeah. the guy who doesn't belong or the guy who never trained or the guy who trained like twice but showed up because there was a big name there. Oh, yeah, I know. <clears throat> the Chris Disney's of the world. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Taking but, shots. Jeez. Dude, you know, remember how when New Japan just opened in, in uh, L.A.? Right, yeah. And they were holding like the uh, week-long seminars? Yes. Or uh, I don't know what they were. Oh, yeah, I'd see some pictures on there. I'm like, huh, interesting. This one kid... He had trained at SoCal Pro a couple times, and he would, he's one of those sporadic kids. He would show up for a, a couple weeks, and then he would leave, and then he'd show back up for a couple weeks, and then he'd leave. You know, you wouldn't – you just – and it, every, every school has him, you know. And this guy hits me up out of the blue after not being around for a long time and goes, hey, I got accepted into this uh, New Japan. In quotes. Yeah, like week-long tryout. And, you know, do you have any tips for me? And I'm just like thinking, like, dude, save your money, and just go to a pro wrestling school right now. Learn the basics as much as you can. Stick with it, and then go do that. Because right now you're spending a few hundred dollars, and I don't know if you're going to stick around for this. Like, you're kind of just taking up somebody else's mm-hmm. spot. You know? Ah, oh, man, it's kind of frustrating. Oh, it's very frustrating. I saw, um, I saw, but but I, I think that's part of you know of being green and wrestling. Yeah. You see these guys who up front. I mean, sometimes I guess it's you know I've seen it pay off. Don't get me wrong, but I'll see like an upfront fee, and the upfront fee it's like a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's a thousand. Like I've, I saw something tiered the other day on on a uh, on Twitter, and it was like, all right, you can get like weekly. It's like a hundred dollars a week. Or you could come and wrestle, you know, train twice a week. Mm. Or if you want to pay your monthly fee, it's it's two fifty to train monthly, and we'll let you train three times a week. Or you could pay two thousand dollars for the year and train as much as you want. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! Yeah, because they'll post pictures afterwards of like, oh, here's our first training seminar. I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> and there's, you know, 25, 30 people there, and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. They're making money yeah. hand over fist because yeah. of this shit. And I, I've been duped in the past, you know what I mean? Or I feel like I was duped in the past for signing up for something that I thought was yeah, <laughs> something that it wasn't. Yeah. And you go, you find out real fast, you go, oh, fuck me. Okay, that's right. Yeah, but it's just part of the business, I think. You know, like you gotta just kind of learn how to like spot. <clears throat> but you know, it, unfortunately, as far as you know, one of those things is taking advantage of people goes and in the industry or the business weeding out those type of people. That's one of those moments, right? Yeah. Like if you can't, if you can't spot it and you fall for it two, three, four times, you're probably. <laughs> You're probably not going to last very long. Yeah. You spot it. You let it happen to you once. You go, oh, fuck. Maybe it happens a second time. You're like, oh, I'm noticing a pattern here. Okay, I get it. I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to find a reputable trainer. I'm going to go there. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> As opposed to someone that might see like, oh, Loki's doing a seminar. I want to learn how to wrestle. I'm going to go to a seminar. Yeah. You go, oh, that's not how you learn how to wrestle. You don't go to a, a seminar with guys that have been you know, wrestling for six years because they're trying to, you know, learn something new from Loki. Yeah. You don't that's not how you get that's not how you break into the business. Yeah. That's a huge man. Any any uh anybody who's thinking about becoming a pro wrestler just do a little bit of homework before you go to pro wrestling school, you know, like do a little bit of research. It's not hard nowadays, right? You got YouTube, 
You got on, you know, everybody's got websites, Dude, Facebooks, all that kind of in stuff. In 2004, Jesus Christ. Oh, it was, when was terrible I was this, probably. Trying to find a place to train in 2004 was so fucking ridiculously hard. And if there was like one bad thing, you find something in the newspaper. Oh shit! Someone broke their neck there. You're like, well, I'm not training there. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. And it was, dude, just just to find somewhere back then. And then uh, the first place I found was in 2004, and that was real hard to to locate. Um, and then they're like, oh, there's a wrestling school in San Diego. I was driving up to L.A. Ugh. Like, there's a wrestling school in San Diego. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. In 2007, we didn't uh, me, Rick Ellis, and Keith. We were gonna <laughs> all go train somewhere together, and we didn't know anything out here right so we were all gonna move up to san bernardino and go to ews right yeah until we found out about new wave yeah i i almost did that i almost moved up there um and they found uh but when i was up it wasn't ewf it was somewhere else and they go oh why are you driving up here there's a school in san diego which was saw which didn't last for very long but that's where like nestor trained that's Uh where nestor wrestled and chris terry um uh anchors away was there um, bunch bunch of guys. Thrash was there, <clears throat> but uh, huh? He actually just hit me up the other day. Fuck! He hit me up with Todd. Uh, it was probably like two months ago now, and they wanted to call on bullshit. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And the kid was being crazy, and I had to uh-huh. put her down. I couldn't do the call. I'm like, I'll call you guys later. I forgot about it. Like a month later, I'm going through my <laughs> messages. I'm like, oh fuck! I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call you. <laughs> I just saw this text. I'm gonna give you guys a call. I texted him. I'm like, hey, dude. All right, it was a Facebook message. I'm like, hey, man, I'm really sorry. I have time later this week. Uh, my wife was out of town. I'm like, I have time later this week. I'll call you when the kid goes to bed, like during her nap time. She like didn't nap the whole week. So oh. I just totally <laughs> forgot it again, and now you just reminded me, and now I'm going to actually have to hit him up again, text him or something. You know what's funny? You guys saying that about EWF because, yeah, back in 2003, I started training uh, at EWF. No, yeah, 2003. I, uh, I started training at EWF, and... I lived in I lived in the college area of San Diego, and I was like, okay, I should probably like, you know, move closer to San Bernardino. So I moved up to Temecula with a friend, and uh, I, I hated Temecula. Yeah, I hated Temecula at that time. So I think I lasted like four months up there, like living in Temecula, and then a few months more tra- like traveling from San Diego to EWF, and it was just like the worst, the worst travel ever. And it was one of those things. I looked online and I looked for a wrestling school, and I didn't see anything in San Diego. There was no websites popping up on like the the Yahoo search engine or whatever it was back then. And now that you know, obviously, when I started wrestling again in 2013, I was telling people that, and they're like, "Oh yeah, there was um, uh, uh, New Wave, not New Wave. What was the other one? Ch- S A W, Chaz, uh, Charles." C-A-W or not S-A-W no it's the C-C-W ah okay that was before S-A-W yeah there was C-C-W in San Diego and I'm like in this year in 2003 and they're like yeah and I'm like well what the fuck man like I had no you know I I looked online I looked on the the internet and I didn't see anything when I was 18 because I was like I need to find something real I almost moved to I think it was like probably Harley Race's school I was like I'm just gonna fucking move out there and do this and then I almost moved to I think it was maybe like the Wild Samoan school there was like four or five places where like I guess to be a wrestler you just have to move to the east coast <laughs> like yeah. that's what you have to do yeah man but yeah that like and I, I, I look back and I go god man like things could have been a lot differently if I stuck with wrestling back in 2003 but 
whatever. Yeah, you know whatever. what's what's funny is, um, you know, you've got all these, all these choices now in California, even in. I feel like guys are getting signed left and right out of California. I mean, Santino Bros, they have guys in Ring of Honor, WWE, Impact, uh, MLW they had. I mean, they are across the board. And it, it uh, you know, level up. You've got WWE guys there. Uh, I know SoCal Pro had some people go. Didn't they go to NXT? It's some, I thought that I think they were sent there to SoCal Pro, and then they ended up going. No? Uh, there's been people that have come through. EWF certainly has guys all over the place. I think what, Scorpio Sky came from there. TJ came from there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Peter came from there. So you, you got them in AEW and in New Japan. And fuck, man. I mean, now, I got a question for you because you've been doing this, you know, longer and kind of seen. Has the pendulum swung between like East Coast, West Coast? You know, like I remember when I first. In, t- in 2013, I saw a lot of cats from, like, the East Coast. Like, that was, like, kind of the hot spot, you know. Like, you saw a lot of the Midwest cats getting signed, big names, all that kind of stuff. And now you're seeing a lot of Southern California talent getting well, opportunity. Well, <clears throat> we had um, – I mean, everyone thought we were spot monkeys out here, which is crazy because you had Ring of Honor and stuff out there. And, you know, a lot of the guys that you're seeing on, on uh, Ring of Honor or, on the East Coast, they're all guys that are going balls to the walls, right? Mm-hmm. But I remember, uh, you know, just wrestling out in Texas or wrestling out in uh, Kentucky, and they were like, oh, you guys move so – like, you guys need to slow down. You guys do too much. I'm like, really? But that's when you went to OVW, right? Because that's OV- that old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was just like, really? Like, I'm not doing – especially me. Like, fuck, if anyone's ever seen me wrestle, like, <laughs> Devin's not doing too much, believe me. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think we definitely are – from the from – the, I think the um, – what people used to say about wrestlers from California uh-huh. to what they're saying now, and obviously we've gotten way more, way more, way, way more things have happened out here in the meantime. So we just, we really just had PWG, and that was it. You had PWG, and they're like, oh well, if you're not on PWG, it don't matter. Well, I was actually going to bring this up because uh, last week after the PWI 500 came out, Heather Monroe, who was a guest on the podcast at one point, first lady, first, first lady, lady brought up the fact that. She's in her mind. She still thinks that in general, SoCal is very overlooked for talent. Like, there's a lot more talent here that should get opportunities that don't. The problem is, and if you live in Philadelphia, you can get to New York or yeah, you know, upstate New York, Pittsburgh, wherever wherever you want to be. I mean, you know this. I mean, how how long would it take to drive from New York to to Baltimore or DC? Uh, it's five hours probably. Five hours, right? Maybe a little longer, but that's about r- roughly about what it is. So for us to get to 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 a Hollywood taping, it's three and a half hours for yeah. one taping. So you go from New York to like Washington D.C. to Philadelphia. You could do a whole loop, and you could do f- probably five major cities in three or four different states on the East Coast in one weekend, and you could wrestle two shows on Saturday and two on Sunday. So that, there's a good reason we're look, we're overlooked out here because remember, you could be in you could be in major three four major markets in one weekend and work six shows whereas out here yeah you could probably work th- three four days a week maybe but you're really in the same town. I remember talking to somebody I can't remember who it was and there was like an East Coast wrestler and they were talking about they'll they'll work Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday yeah you know that that's how often shows are put on yeah over in those areas but i also look at it because you know this is the same same kind of idea with like uh sports out in you know 
the West Coast, uh, you know, the East Coast and the Midwest have harsh, harsh winters, right? So you can't go out, you can't go to the beach, you can't like go out and just kind of like, you know, do stuff. Like Southern California, especially, is is huge on like extreme sports, right? Motorcycles, snowboarding, surfing, skateboarding, all that kind of stuff. And over there, they're not as as much as into the extreme sports, uh, football, and there's not as much hockey, options. Yeah. So that's why you have the diehard football fans, the diehard sports fans. You basically have four or five months where you can't go outside. Yeah, I mean, look at we're talking to a motherfucker from New York, so he he would have a better. I mean, you're idea. from Chicago, you know bad. I'm not from Chicago. Well, you know people are from Chicago. Yeah. You know how winters out there are. Winters are worse in Chicago than I've New been York. There. I've been there. <laughs> I, I, You're I, just there. Arctic. Yeah. I shoveled snow uh, one time when Beth and I went out to uh, Chicago in the wintertime. I shoveled snow. And I was like, oh, this ain't that bad. What are you guys bitching about? And they're like, ah, oh, do this at 6 in the morning. And I'm like, like. Just imagine you're getting up to go to work in the morning. And you normally you get up. Tw- you work 20 minutes away. So you get up. 40 minutes before if you live on the east coast sometimes you have to get up an hour and a half before you go to work because it's going to take you 40 minutes just to clear out your driveway so you then can get on icy roads where you then have to drive much slower than normal because if you don't you might run over some black ice and spin out yeah it sounds terrible man terrible but hey you want to hear about my uh, my trip to chicago of course man trampolines trampolines kid my roots uh if there's ever a time to fly, it is right now. Right. It is fantastic, everyone. TSA line, maybe had three people in front of us. Uh, nobody in the airport. Get on the flight, there's nobody on that flight. Beth and I sit in a row, and there's nobody in front of us for three rows. There's nobody behind us for three rows. There's nobody on the other side of the aisle at all. It's beautiful, man. Did they make you guys separate seats or because you were together? They didn't uh, care. Well, I mean, there's so many. There, there's there's the the uh, the amount of people flying. They don't even have to enforce it yeah. because, you know, like if if you're flying, you're like, I'm not going to sit right next to this fucking person. You know, like, I'm going to I'm going to try and have my own little corner, especially with times going on right now. So like Southwest, I'm sure they enforce it when a certain amount of people get on the the flight. But it's just natural order for us to kind of be like, listen, get the fuck away from me. I go as far back as I can. I find the end seat, and I I know no one wants to sit. So hopefully I get that middle seat. But now I guess you're going to get it no matter what, right? I'm telling you, it was beautiful, man. I mean, we had the whole, like our own section of the goddamn plane. Uh, But yeah, man, enjoyed it. Uh, I like Chicago a lot. It is like cool, the city man. Is cool. It, it's cool when everything's open. I, I you know, I, as much as I despise the Cubs growing up, I love Wrigley. <clears throat> Wrigleyville, Wrigley is just amazing. But uh, yeah, so all we did, basically, we got pit, we we flew out Friday. I kind of just fell asleep on the flight out there, um, and then we got there around seven thirty. Went straight to her brother's house and just hung out with the family, ate pizza, drank a lot. Her brother has a huge backyard with a pool and a trampoline, so there's plenty. We didn't go out really. Uh, we basically just hung out in the pool and drank and had fun. And then uh, Saturday night, we actually did go to a restaurant that's not too far away. Guess what? Only people in the fucking restaurant. Fucking nuts, man. Uh, outdoor too. And humid. Little yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty humid out there. But when we were like in the pool the whole time, you don't really care about that stuff. And then I thought I'd jump on the trampoline and show my little nieces how how to how to get it done. 
uh, I'm like a goddamn Romanian gymnastics coach. I was, I was telling these kids how to how to front flip. Boom! Next thing you know, they're landing front flips. Damn. But uh, and then I thought I was I was pretty badass, and I was like, oh yeah, I used to do this all the time when I was a kid. Goddamn, I was paying for it the next day, man. <laughs> Dude, I forgot how. Ex- That's some of the best cardio. How exhausting it is to jump on a trampoline. You get on there for one minute. So, so this is this is gonna sound so stupid and ridiculous, but one of my favorite things to do for cardio for wrestling is go to the trampoline parks and yes. fucking bounce around for an hour. Um, it's exhausting, and they have they have like a, I, I guess it's a dodgeball area normally, yeah. but it's mm-hmm. set up to look like a half pipe. Yep. And I nothing legitimately nothing um, other than being in a ring and hitting the ropes can compare. But this is the closest thing to hitting the ropes that I think there is. Is going bouncing from from half pipe like side to side up that little half pipe in yeah, full speed. Because what you're saying is they have trampolines uh, on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, angled. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been to them a couple times. It's exhausting. And oh, actually, it is. there's gyms, those par- trampoline parks that will have a class, like a cardio class Dang. at a certain time. And I've like hit up people. I'm like, yo, you guys want to go do this? And they're like, no. And it's like, oh my god, it's my favorite thing. Thanks for hitting me up. Uh, this is like this is a couple years back, <laughs> but um, it's it, it, I it's so funny because when I was a kid, my 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 friends and I we would be on the trampolines for hours. Oh yeah, hours playing dodgeball. Did you ever like have your friends on the side, uh, like standing on the ground and then like they're throwing like you know. Yes. Volleyballs or yes. something like that. And you're on tra- you're on the yes. trampoline and you're like flipping trying to look cool. Yes. And then next thing you know like they get your timing Counted down. In the face or... Yeah, exactly. Have you uh have you ever uh, been on a tramp bike? A tramp bike? Yeah, so um it's a bike, but you take the you take the wheels off and all the mechanics off and all that and you wrap towels around the forks. Okay. And you tape up the forks. So you tape the towels around the forks real well. <laughs> and you're just doing BMX, uh, not BMX, but like X game shit. Yeah, you're bouncing on this bike up and down, and you're trying to flip with it, and you know, kick it around. I don't even remember what the fucking names were, but you kick it around, uh, so it comes back. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. My buddy made me one. I, I got a trampoline when I was 16. My buddy made me a tramp bike. No I'd never heard of it, and I every day after school is like I'm on this tramp bike for two hours, just fucking balls to the walls doing tricks for for nobody. Yeah, <laughs> just in your backyard doing stupid shit. No, we did, we didn't have that. I remember like taking skateboard decks. And, yeah, uh, and doing that. I couldn't do that because I hit the shit out of my shins all the really? time. I think I, I think I remember one of my friends took like old pair of shoes and somehow attached them to a skateboard deck. So it was like a so like it was almost snowboard. like a snowboard. Yeah, mm. but um, that's boring. I mean, you're still doing flips and all that shit. This uh, okay, is that okay. X game shit. This is like when the X games first started. But uh, yeah, man, I, I was exhausted, man. Like I'd be on there, and by the way, I showed a video. Your boy has still got it. I saw it. Full of flips. I'm full of flips. When are we going to see that in the ring? Uh, that was like my first two years of pro wrestling. I was in all. <laughs> I was doing flips. And then, uh, you know, now I break them out. You know, I, I need that big paycheck to be breaking out flips. That's true. Yes. That's true. Yes. But I, could, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I'm exhausted. Hey, for hazmat, I'm, I'm breaking the bank because I want to see a flip. All right. Excellent, man. I'll, I'll give you a flip. I want a 450 finish. I don't think I have a 450 in me. All right. A 620. You know what's funny, too, is like uh, were you able to do back flips and front flips and all that kind of stuff? Yes. It's so funny when you're trying to like teach kids like how to do a back flip. They're so scared. 
when it's easier than a front flip. Yes, that's what I was telling these little kids. Way I'm like, easier. I'm like, dude, a fr- like the, the back flip is so much easier than a front flip, and they don't want to believe you. And I'm like, all right, I'm not pushing it. This is this was unfortunate. You get so good at backflips on a trampoline. Uh-huh. There's been so many times where I'm like, I want to try a backflip here. Like I'll just be like on the beach on the sand. I'm like, I bet I could do it. I can do a backflip. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just get this confidence into the in sand. You. Yeah, yeah, and I've never I've never actually attempted it because I'm like, I'll be the asshole who lands on his head and breaks his neck, yeah. trying to look cool. And I'm like, days over, days Fun's over. over yeah, but I mean, you do it so many. Or like, I would, I would even do it on like in the ring. I'm like, I bet in a wrestling ring I could easily do a backflip to my feet. To my feet, not just a backflip splash. To my feet, I could do it. Yeah. And I, even in a ring alone, I'm like, ah, I'm not gonna do it. Even with the crash pad, I've just been like, oh, what's the point? I'm not gonna do it in the ring. If the crash pad's out, I'll, I'll, I'll bust some shit out. Next time we go train, I want to do the crash pad backflip. Yeah, it's fun. I, I can, I can backflip onto my feet too, but it's my ankles, my, my right ankle's so bad right now where it's like, it's rolling the dice. Where is it really worth doing a backflip off the ropes? No, not off the ropes. No, just on the on the on the ground or on the mat. Oh, you're talking about like a like a standing moonsault. Yeah, salt? yeah, 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 yeah. You know what's weird is I cannot get the height for a standing moonsault. Really? I've done them, but they don't look good. Wait, oh, in the ring? Yeah. Okay, that's and what I'm then, saying. Is I bet I bet I could do that and a standing backflip. I've oh, never, you could actually backflip. Oh, like a like a uh, to my feet. A back was it called a back tuck? Is that what it is? Yeah, like when you like because a back handspring is when you put your hands down. Okay. Yeah, no, just without that. Wow, look at you, kid. No, I bet I could do it. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I'm so fucking good on a trampoline. And, and, but again, you get, you, it's a trampoline is a massive advantage. And, but that's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, the, the, Unfortunately, the, the, it gives you the confidence. It's like a trampoline is the equivalent of drinking three beers. You're like, oh, my God, I'm amazing. Well, and according to some people, wrestling rings are basically trampolines. Right? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course, you know? yeah. Because your friends and your family have asked you that. You're, you're, it's, it's basically it's like a trampoline. Yeah, right? so, yeah, that's all it is. It's, a trampoline. it's basically a trampoline. You know, like that's all. A, yeah. Right? I hate that fucking question. I hate a trampoline. It's basically just a trampoline, right? I hate all those. Whenever like somebody hits you with like those fucking little like. So it's all uh. It's fake, right? It's all fake, right? It's all fake. You guys like know each other and stuff. I know you talked about a couple weeks ago, but you just know when you want to walk away from a conversation when you start talking about wrestling and there's like, you know they have no idea, so they start talking. I got to get out of here before they say something stupid. My brother-in-law did that to me at the table when I was watching uh, (laughs) Dom's match for SummerSlam. He's one of those. He just looks at me and goes, "You know that's fake, right?" And I'm like, <laughs> "It's funny too, because I could like smash both of my brother-in-laws, yeah. <laughs> but like still, I'm like very nice. I'm like, and I didn't even turn my head. I just go predetermined. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I hit him with the. I, I uh, so I watched Dom's uh, SummerSlam match. I was at a um, a brewery in San Marcos. I hadn't been out to like a brewery in a long time. And Thanks I for the like, invite. What's that? Thank you for the invite. You want to come up from Lakeside? Yeah, I'll come up. Okay. Uh, but I was like, I was like, dude, I gotta get out of the fucking house. I want to go to a brewery. I need to drink a beer somewhere other than my house. Yeah. And I went to the brewery, and I went with my boys, and I was like, oh, I'll be back in time for SummerSlam. We were there for like four hours at the brewery. <laughs> Which brewery is it? Uh, we'll Wild Barrel, I think it was called. Where's that at? I don't know. It's over by the DMV up in San Marcos. I have no idea about that. Anyway, uh, they you had know, they real had quick some, though. Yeah. Quick shameless plug. You know what this show is is sponsored by? A ten barrel. Go ahead. Uh, cheap front beer. What's up? What what kind of what kind oh, of pub beer? There it is. There you go. All right. Uh, they didn't have one in San Marcos, so I couldn't go there. Yeah, they had cool. a different. I went to a barrel place though, but I went there, and so I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh shit, I, we're not getting out of here on time. So I was like, let me try to watch this on my phone. So I watched this whole match on my phone. Everyone's like, what the fuck are you watching? I showed him. It's like, what's this shit? I'm like, yeah, we just interviewed him on a podcast, and like, here's here's a picture from the thing, and they're like, 
Oh, that's fucking cool, dude. Let's watch. My friends who don't give a shit about wrestling, oh, that's cool, but they're drunk. So yeah, everything's cool. When you're well, drunk. that's the thing, man. Here's the thing: wrestling and alcohol. It's like fucking peas and so carrots. Good. Right? It's like peanut butter and and, and jelly. Yeah, it, it goes fucking together. Peanut dude. butter and mayonnaise, right there, bro. What I don't say? care who you are. If you if you're liquored up, and you, there's wrestling going on, I'm watching it. Why? Because it's entertaining as fuck. Especially when you're when you're when you're you're banged up, right? So that's a, that's always my pitch. I <clears throat> I had um, <laughs> I'm finish your sentence. Well, I mean, I, like I've talked to like, you know, obviously like I know people in the uh, nightclub industry, right? Mm. And I always tell these motherfuckers, yo, wrestling and alcohol, peas and carrots, and like they, you know, it's, it's such a hard sell for some reason, but they don't understand. But it's like, listen, guys, I, I I'm telling you straight up. So <clears throat> I uh, it, it was I don't remember what birthday it was, 25 or something like that, and I had like a. A family friend up in LA uh-huh. who apparently made some really good money. Like, I didn't realize that. Um, their wife made a lot of money, was like tight with like a bunch of like movie stars. Like, when I went to their house, I saw all these pictures. I'm like, holy shit, you know them? Like, family outings with like De Niro and shit. I'm like, okay. Bobby D? Bobby D. Damn. Um, Pacino. I was like, ooh. Anyway. Uh, so my birthday present, they're like, hey, got, you know, it's been a while, I haven't seen you. Like, I want, I want you to come up, I want you to do lunch with us, and I have something special for you. I'm like, all right, cool. It came up, and uh, they're like, hey, look, uh, they're like, bring, bring, bring some friends, bring a bunch of friends and whatever. And uh, we came up, and there was, uh, they're doing like SmackDown. I think they're filming SmackDown, and uh, they got us box seats at the Staples Center for SmackDown. And we went in there. The room was stacked with all types of beer fucking liquor uh food like food galore and i, I mean are you talking about getting drunk watching wrestling yeah. i have never been that drunk watching wrestling in it time of my life <laughs> time of my life you, like, ne- you never want to watch wrestling another way oh no never that's happened to me twice yeah so I, it's not wrestling but uh football and baseball oh yeah so my wife ended up getting this is years ago uh the chargers versus the pats on a sunday night game oh that's sick at uh at the queue also known as the the, the Murph, all right. Um, also known as Aztec Stadium. Oh uh, yeah. What is it now? SDCCU. Yeah, whatever. It'll always next be, year it won't be there. It'll always be the Murph. Yeah. So uh, my wife goes. I got tickets to the. Um, I think it was the Miller. It was like the Miller or the Coors Suite. Or something like that. And I'm like, all right, you know, I guess we'll go. Like, I guess we'll see the Patriots and the Chargers. Well, you know, I was just like, all right, let, let, let's go. Like, I'll, Tom who? But, like, she wasn't making it sound like a suite. She was making it sound like, oh, I got tickets uh, from, like, Miller Lite or, or Miller or something like that. So I'm like, all right, cool. We go. I think we uh, we Ubered down there. And we go in and we go. And I'm looking at the tickets and I'm like, whoa. Like, I think what they call like, Lodge or something like that. Yeah. Is that the area? So I'm like, okay, well, here's the escalator up to that area. And we're walking. There's no little, like, uh, hallways to the seats, right? So I'm, like, kind of walking around, like, what the hell? And then finally there's a door with the number on our ticket. So I'm, like, kind of confused because this is way too nice. You know, like, these are out of of my price range growing up and, you know, all that stuff. I open it up, and I have, like, this confused look on my face. I see these two cats, and they're, like, they can see that I'm confused. And there you go, this is the right door. I'm like, all right, you know, it's a suite filled with like beer, 
food, like, like like hamburgers, all this stuff. Like it was it was incredible. So I'm like, oh shit, Beth, it's going down. Like, <laughs> like I wasn't planning. I wasn't planning. Daddy's going to work. <laughs> I wasn't. I was not planning on like going there and getting all banged up. But I was like, it's on. You know, like this is like one of those opportunities where you're like, it's happening. When you go to a wedding and there's an open bar, you're like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm most right. definitely yeah. getting hammered. We're getting a hotel. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, cool, man. Like, uh, I start uh, all these cats. Uh, there's a bunch of Patriots fans in there, and um, but they're all cops from like the uh, from uh, like the New England area. They're all cool as shit too. All being real nice, and uh, so you know, we're we're drinking, we're hanging out, having fun. This place is starting to fill up a little bit. It's a great time, and the game's about to start. Guess who fucking jumps on the goddamn field? Fucking the Hulkster. Oh, fucking Hogan. I think it was there for that. Were you? Yeah. Hogan it does like some opening announcements or some yeah. shit like that. And I'm like, well, fucking here's even more of a reason why I got to get fucked up and, and, and why we. this is where I need to be right now in my life. And uh, it was a great fucking time, man. The, the, the Chargers beat the, beat the Pats. Yeah. Beat Tom Brady, probably the greatest quarterback of all time. But it was a fantastic, uh, great time. And then... Uh, at Peco Peco Park, my wife goes, "Yo, it, like it, a lot of things had to happen for for us to get these tickets, and we got them. We got the fucking Lexus seats. Woo! That's yeah, crazy. The, yeah. Oh my god! So the Lexus seats are right behind the backstop, um, and these tickets are like." like serious money right and her so the the place that she was the general manager mm-hmm. of the owner got offered the tickets he didn't he he didn't uh want them the uh it was the pods playing the cubs so he was like here i'll give them to you and we went holy shit dude they don't start they don't stop serving alcohol at all when you're in the lexus seats mm-hmm. and you can order off the menu whatever you want throughout the whole the whole ballpark and they'll bring it to you and there, you don't have to pay for anything; it's all included. I threw up from <laughs> eating too much, not from drinking too much, from eating too much. And like, I was watching kids; like, these are young kids. You remember when, like, when we went to like ball games when we were younger? You know, I, I'm, I, I'm, I, we didn't we didn't come from money, right? We didn't come from like serious money. I was in the right field, center field, left field right. with my ball, like my, with my my baseball glove, hoping to grab a, a home run ball. Right, three rows from the top. Exactly. Yeah, nosebleeds, and like your parents are like, "Listen, kid, you're not getting no fucking <laughs> home run ball, right?" Uh, these kids, like, there's kids running around back there, and I'm just like, I hope these little fucks understand how fortunate they are to have these seats, man. Because like anything you could grab, there was like open buffet. There's a there's a restaurant behind there serving prime rib and i walk up i'm confused i'm so out of place i walk up you're drunk i walk up to the prime no not yet i walk up to the prime rim guy and he goes i'm just kind of like confused and he goes this is your first time on i go yeah and he goes don't fill up here dude you still have another buffet out there plus you can order more like they smartened me up big time dang it was the greatest and now i never want to go to another game because i don't want to sit with the peasants i don't want to sit with the peasants i want to sit with the rich people well, you know seats. what? When wrestling's back and the Hogsmen are on top, you won't have to worry about that. Obviously, I promise you for the rest of your life, Mike, the Hogsmen will only sit in the Lexus seat. This podcast is just going to take us to that next level. Thank you. We're, yeah. and Like and subscribe. 
and it'll be a tax write-off. We'll just get uh, season tickets and review with the <laughs> with the Lexus seats. <laughs> yeah, and we'll just it'll tax write-off. You know, we'll have business meetings there. Little taxis. Um, I was gonna say you talk about throwing up at the game. So my buddy Bruno, you know Bruno, he uh, who Bruno, Mike Bruno, Bruno. You know how I want you to say it, Bruno. All right, so he uh, can't it, say it, Bruno the, to a New Yorker, not say it at like the project uh, at the Padres games. They have a I don't know what it is like a sprint <laughs> thing where they like race, right? You like race from left field to right field. Yeah, from, yeah, from, yeah. And they have two guys or three maybe, and all you do is sprint. You're just sprinting to the other side. He was so banged up at this game. He didn't couldn't realize. He barely realized that he got called up. <laughs> and he goes there. He's like, he's he's like a huge mark for the Padres. Like we both are. And he's like, he's like, dude, I'm, I'm on the like this. He's so sick. He's on the field. They say go. You know, go. <laughs> he can barely run. He's still sprinting, but he can barely do. Like in his head, I'm sure he's going a million miles uh, an hour. <laughs> but he just looked like he just looked like a baby duck throwing like haymakers as he runs. Right? <laughs> he gets to the other side as soon as they're done, and they're like, okay, you lost and you won, and here's what you get. He's like, okay, and like hops over the wall real quick and bolts to the bathroom and just blows chunks all over the bathroom. <laughs> he was, dude, that was, fuck, it was so funny. Oh man! By the way, this may, let's let's do an update with sports. Adam, what do we got in sports going on? Uh, football starts in a week. From you got, Thursday. You guys been watching that uh, Hard Knocks at all? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes, we are. But can we stop? That's not the sports talk. The Padres made like 10 trades at the deadline. Awesome. Got Mike Clevenger from the Indians, who's like going to set up their team for a fucking postseason run like you've never seen. And the Padres are contenders. Yeah, contenders. And, and Austin Hedges. Hedges, your boy Austin. He- heading to Cleveland. Austin 3-6. No! Actually, my <laughs> wife uh, called me this morning, and she goes, uh... Apparently Austin's like getting traded. Yep. And I was like, and then she she, she was on the phone with me looking it up, and she's like, she, he's going to Cleveland. I'm like, yeah, it's a great sports town, but uh, I'm like, that's just the business. It's yeah. just the business, you know. Uh, and and remember that time he uh, he shit on your he shit Austin on my Hedges idea. 316. Dude, no one knows marketing like I do. Man. I know, dude. I'm telling you. I know. But you know what? I think they got a different Austin. Did they get a different Austin, Austin Nola? Adam. Nola. Austin Nola. They got a new guy. So we got Austin Nola 360 really? now. Yo, and he's a catcher. Like, <laughs> this fucking Padres team, man, I, they're exciting right now. They, the, the, uh, I was in Chicago when this happened. What, five grand slams in five oh, games? Yeah. That's unheard of. Right? They're, they're talking about him on ESPN, which I can't even remember the last time that the Padres were talked about as much on ESPN as I've seen in the last couple of weeks. They're calling Tatis the face of baseball. They Yo. got Manny Machado was the player the player of the week two weeks in a row, which is pretty hard to do. Dude, Tatis is fantastic. <clears throat> He's it's a good team, man. I hope we can keep him around. I hope we keep this team around for a of few co- seasons. Of course they'll win the World Series the year that there's only 60 games yep. and people will complain and say, "Yep." yep. Greatest World Wins Series a win. Ever. But wins a win. You know what? I love it, man. It's what San Diego needs. We need an exciting baseball team. Have you, have you guys heard like the proposal for like the playoffs? Like they're gonna have the AL playoffs in Petco Park. <clears throat> yeah, in oh, Petco, and they're gonna in have Petco and LA and LA basically, and then like they're gonna have the World Series in like Texas. That's what they want to do because yeah, they, they want to try to bubble all the playoffs. It got approved. So, did it? Okay. Well, they want to try to make it so during the World Series there aren't people missing games because of covid you know yeah. What I mean? so yeah 
Well, man, I'm just... <laughs> Oddly enough, the star pitcher that we contracted was only available because he ditched the team to go party with his boys and oh, then yeah. uh, came back and didn't tell them about it. So they <laughs> sent him down to the minors. Like, get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm, I'm happy to see the Padres got something good going on. And, uh, yeah, man, it'd be good for San Diego. It'd be good to San Diego. Oh, by the way, we haven't mentioned this for a few weeks now. And it's it's like when it came out, it was kind of like what the fuck. Um, the Rock purchased the XFL. There was a week where I was going to bring it up, but we talked about so much stuff, and I think the podcast went like an hour and forty five minutes. And I was like, we could bring this up, but we'll talk for another twenty. But yeah, now it's official now. The, in your uh, Dev, you're the big uh, marketing guy here. Yep. Does that do anything for the fucking XFL? Yes, 100%. So? A fucking course. Yeah, he's the biggest action hero of all time. That's he's, got it. He's not looked at as a wrestling guy. He's looked at as a <laughs> like a famous uh, actor. I, I like, understand that. So like from a marketing perspective, yeah, people look at it as so imagine, yeah, more I mean, realistic. The biggest, imagine if Tom Cruise bought it in the 90s. You'd be like, holy shit. But that's where we're at. Like That was the biggest action hero at the time in the 90s, right? was it, Tom Cruise. Uh, maybe Arnold. Probably. Maybe oh, Arnold. Oh, yeah, yeah. You had a few of them. They, there's some cats back then, man. So you maybe had, Arnold or Sly. By the way, he played, he played college football and was really – he was not great, but he was pretty good at when yeah, he played but, in Miami. And I understand, like, his you know credentials and all that kind of stuff, but is anybody really clamoring for – Here's why it's great. Okay, go ahead. He's got his own Hollywood production company. He's okay. got his fingers in a bunch of shit. He's got contacts up the wazoo. Vince has got his contacts, obviously. But I think The Rock is probably way more liked than Vince's at this point. But to point. answer the question that Mike was going to ask, the answer is no. Nobody's no really... one's clamoring for another football league. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, The Devin Rock. Devin thinks they are, and he's going to disagree. But I am on your side that nobody's clamoring <clears throat> for a second, less uh, professionally looking league. Well, here's the thing. Uh, the XFL, when uh, it first got rebooted, and, you know, I watched the first week. I watched the second week. It was... It was fine. You're not, you're not getting the greatest football games out of it, but, you know, it's fine. Devin's just very upset because the AAF got canceled and he was in the front door, basically, of being, like, a part of a professional football league. But I, <laughs> when I saw that the, the Rock... I got fucked! When the Rock, you know, went in, he, you know, he's obviously got some group with, that they purchased the XFL. I'm just like, is that a good purchase? Is that is is that going to do anything for the X? Is that going to take it over the hump? Is that going to like make it into anything bigger than what Vinnie Mac tried doing? I just well, I don't. This time I, it didn't fail. This time it it, it, it got went, fucked. It got fucked because of COVID. So you know it ended up being like a wash financially for Vince, but for the Rock and everyone else that he bought the thing with, it's it's whatever. They were doing they'll, very well. They'll figure it out. I mean, what's very well compared to like the first time they went around? Yeah, well, the first time they tried to make it too wrestling plus football oriented. <laughs> so so that was why it was a failure the first time. They were making money. They so were doing sick. well. They had the contracts with the right companies as far as airing it on TV. They were doing very well. Uh, I was very interested in it. Well, that, they're talking about expansion. You were also interested in the fleet. So, you know, I'm not going to like <laughs> go too far right there. All right. What was the so, name of the podcast? Do you want to promote your that, old fleet podcast? Basically like that's it for this week. <laughs> like and subscribe. We're done. Oh, man. Get us up on the twits. But anyway, so sports, 
we got the pods. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, they're football's they're coming back. Team. They just fire. They just shit can Leonard Fournette today and uh, Jacksonville, which is strange. Basketball playoffs are still going. Uh, oh, let's not talk about basketball because we're gonna. There's a whole mess of shit that happened this last weekend in basketball. Oh yeah. What happened there? I mean, uh, well, the season almost shut down. Oh, that's right, because they all went on. Sh- uh, well, not all of them, but a few of the teams uh, went on strike, right? Yeah, apparently what strike, happened. But protest. Yeah, apparently what ended up really happening that was reported different things. But apparently, the Bucks just deciding not to play a game was never told to LeBron, and he was so mad that he was just ready to just leave. Really? I, I guess, and this is another instance of where Mike Camden ends up being right. I guess a lot of these guys are very burnt out being in this bubble, What'd being away from their families, even though some of them are now allowed to bring their families in. But um, Paul George had a thing where he said he was like depressed because he was in the bubble, and they've been there for a couple of months now. So yep, yep. I, th- I felt like there was a large part of them, other than the you know the social reasons they wanted to do it, which I agree with. But I think part of it also was a lot of them are burnt out, and a lot of them wanted to leave. Yeah, man. They want to get that side piece. They, you know, come on, man. You know what's crazy? He's like, well, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Go Jinx, ahead. you owe go me a ahead. beer. What do you want? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> uh, uh, no, what I was saying is I, I get, you know, in the NFL and in, in major leagues, guys were like, I'm not playing. They canceled major league games. Uh, yeah. The NFL canceled practices. They held, you know, meetings and stuff, media days and whatnot. And I get it. Um, I just don't know. Like they're like, oh, we need to be, we need to take more ownership, and we need to be the change. And I'm like, okay, like what? What is it? Because I don't see. I, it's just such a complex issue. Like, yeah. What What is saying that we need to do something going to do? Like, even like I saw. I think it was Cleveland. Is like all the Cleveland teams are going to come together and unite to to like form a social justice front, mm-hmm. or not social justice front, but like a social front where we can come together on issues and talk about it and stuff. I'm like, great. That's not changing what's happening, right? Like these people that are dying on the streets or getting shot in the back or like whatever. I'm yeah. like, you're not, that's not something that you're going to be able to change. You know, what's crazy is so the NBA, the major league baseball, they've had to jump through hoops, right? With like COVID and the time that we live in right now. Right. To like, just get these sports, uh, you know, these, these, uh, these leagues, the seasons up and running. So they're like, okay, fine. We got this going. We got the bubble going on. We got Major League Baseball going on. Like, okay, you know, it's a fine line they're they're walking on because of all this stuff. And then like a social issue like this jumps on, and the, and the players just go, now we're not, you know, we're protesting. We're not playing this game. But it was just one game for every for every, uh, or was it like uh, they ended up not? There ended up being <sighs> two days they didn't play, but it was mainly that first day. Where it was the Bucks because the thing that happened happened in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Bucks were, and the Brewers, I think, were going to take part in it too. But then everybody in the league yeah. took part in it. I wonder if, like, the commissioner of, like, the NBA and the Major League Baseball just goes into their office, shuts the door, and just yells, <laughs> fuck. You know, because, like, this is hard enough, like, for them to, like, try and get all this squared away and put it together. And no. uh, it just, I mean, god damn. Like, the, ne- I, the next couple seasons, if they go back to normal, it's going to be a fucking breeze if they can make it through all this stuff. I, I can actually tell you what the commissioner of baseball did. What do you do? The commissioner of baseball tried to pull a publicity stunt and wanted, I think it was the Mets. Am I wrong about that? Um, it was kind of revealed that it wasn't the – it was the owner of the Mets, not, not – Oh, I not thought it was the, Manfred. Well, at the time, it was discussed <clears throat> that it was Manfred, the, the commissioner of baseball, that was like – 
hey, we should stop playing baseball at 7.03 and then take an hour off to make like a statement and then come back and play baseball. So the Mets and Marlins the other night came on the field like they were going to start the game. The first batter walked up. They stopped at a 42-second moment of silence for Jackie Robinson. Okay. Oh, that's it. Okay, go And ahead. then they just all walked off the field. And everybody – I'm going to bring – I know you're going, but I'm going to bring that up later. Um, and then they just walked off the field, and they never came back. But according to the GM of the Mets, somebody who initially everyone thought he was talking about the commissioner said you should come back out at 8.10 an hour later. <laughs> All right. It's like a publicity stunt thing. and Go to where I was going to go here. Huh? Go to where I was going to go here. Is, do you want to get... You want to do it now. I'm ready. What? No, let's keep talking about this. We'll All get right. To that. We'll get to that. Social issues. Well, we can move on if you want. Do you want to move on? I'm Just before I forget. What were you going to bring I'm not going to forget because I'm going to bring it up. All right, yeah. bring it up. Okay. Well, I was going to bring up something else too, but uh, you're talking about Chadwick Boseman? Yes. Yeah, man. Crazy. Black Fuck. Panther. I, uh, so I, what a badass. Yeah, yeah. What re- a badass. Fuck, when man. people are going through that kind of stuff, obviously colon cancer is a fucking – it's a death sentence basically, right? Yeah. Um, when somebody's going through like that and they keep it hushed like that, I respect that shit so much because mm-hmm. I'm – you know, I, I, I don't like uh, – me personally, I don't like taking like a lot of personal issues that I have like that kind of stuff like and, and putting it out there. Uh, so when you hear like somebody's – of his uh, fame and all that kind of stuff, do that. That's that's fucking amazing. And I have more respect for him even mm. because there was a video he did right out when the Forty Two movie came out, where I think he had just found out, or he uh-huh. had just gone chemo, and he was really, really, really skinny to the point where people were commenting on the video that he's a crackhead or yeah, all this yeah. other stuff. And I'm, it's like you would think like after that somebody would be like, well, I might as well tell them why I'm like, but he never, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know who knew, but I don't think anybody had any idea that he was going through that. No, no. So, uh, I mean, that was a big bummer for a lot of people. I mean, I think he stand up guy, you know, from what everyone knows. Um, it's so stupid because it's like all this other, all, all these other major issues are happening, <laughs> and yeah. then something like a an actor. No, but it's important because you, you see field. all these videos of all these like when the movie came out, and you just see these people coming in, and like there was a Jimmy Fallon. Thing I saw that. Yeah, behind the screen. And there's just all these African-American people coming in saying how much that movie means to them and whatnot. And then he comes out. You just see people, like, they get so emotional because, I mean, it was a big – that movie was a big deal. Yeah. For, like, you know, social issues and for people of color, like – Well, this is some nerd shit, too. But, like, you know, growing up and reading comic books, I'm still – I still read comic books. But, uh, like, I was super into – I loved Captain America and Batman. And then my other one was Black Panther. And I got super into it, the history of Black Panther and all this shit. And, like, oh, he's, like, the first ever, you know, black superhero. Um, and and it's it was just fucking kind of crazy. And so as they – I've been waiting as Marvel was going through their – just blowing through movies. I'm like, what the oh. fuck are you guys going to do, Black Panther, man? Like, not, like, there's still not a black superhero on your roster. What the fuck are you doing? And uh, we well, had Fury, but he wasn't really a superhero. But they also had a, a War Machine. He was a sidekick. <laughs> he was a sidekick. That didn't count to me. So I was like, come on, dude. Like, let's do Black Panther. Dude, they did Black Panther. They did it in the best way possible. It was so good. Yeah. So well done. And uh, I think the guy that they, they used, I mean, Chadwick, was was such the perfect, like, like just the most perfectly casted perfect person you could do for that. 
And so I, everything, and then like you said, the reception that I got, it almost won awards at the award shows. And uh, did you hear? Did I you thought hear it was such a valuable moment and movie for society. And fuck. Did you hear the story about Denzel? No. Um, oh, he paid for that guy. So yeah, he was he was going to some acting school, and uh, I guess Felicia Rashad was his teacher. So she would go out to her different friends, acting friends, and they would give money so these guys could go on to these bigger acting schools and you know get more reps or whatever so denzel was the one who put chadwick into the, through the school i mean he didn't know until years years later but i thought i always thought that was i know i know denzel didn't know it was him or didn't know who he was but i right. still think that's a really cool like chadwick bozeman isn't even where he is today if it wasn't for denzel washington that's crazy and i mean he's done i, mean, I loved him in, in 42 um but What's crazy is I think like right after Black Panther came out, or maybe it was not Endgame. Was that the first one? Infinity War. After Infinity War, there was all this chatter about <clears throat> the second Black Panther. They maybe wanted to do about his sister, like his sister would take on the mantle because he disappeared. Right, he got snapped away. Like, oh, they're talking about doing a Black Panther too. What the fuck's gonna? Happen? What's her name? Suri. Shuri. Siri. Okay, Shuri. Am I saying that right? Okay. Um, they're like, oh, maybe she'll take on the mantle. And they like, I guess they kind of teased it in the first Black Panther. I'm like, why the fuck would they recast Black Panther? Why would they do that already and make it about that? And then I read something else. They're like, oh, well, there's also talk about uh, Michael B. Jordan coming back. And, like, you know, he, he admits to his faults and sins. And he takes over as Black Panther. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Why is everyone talking about replacing Black Panther? And now, now this happens. And you're like, oh. Like, yeah. Okay, obviously the... The studios knew something about it, and were like trying Possibly. to prep for the future. Possibly. And, God damn, that hit me right. It, it, that hit me hard. It was. Uh, there's only been two times that an actor dying has hit me pretty hard. The first one was Heath Ledger, and then and then this one was the second one. And uh, Chadwick. Well, the saddest part about it is you think like, like you said, my colon cancer is very serious. So you think like all the while he's making all these movies, he's getting this fame, and in his mind, back of his mind, he knows. He's probably not going to be able to enjoy it. Yeah. Like he's he's probably not going to live long enough to kind of just sit back and relax and enjoy everything that he's done. Like most actors get to do. Or maybe you're enjoying it more. Well, uh, that's the value it more. You're right. That's the crazy thing. So I didn't know much about him prior or before Black Panther, right? So like that to me sounds like that was his big break, and that movie only came out what five years ago? Not even that. Yeah, yeah, maybe five. So I, think, I think forty two was, was a much role. bigger role for him. That was no, kind of what got him. No, the, that, no, that's what people got people to notice him. I didn't notice him until Black Panther. Black Panther was, but sick. all of his movies have been all of his. The majority of his movies have been like statement movies. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Maybe um, I didn't know. I, I didn't like. I said I didn't know who he was until uh, Civil War when that Black Panther showed up, and I was like, Yo, who the fuck is this character? And then, like the Black Panther movie, eh, you know, I'm gonna say a little something. It was it wasn't the best Marvel movie. It was it was enjoyable, but it wasn't the best. Okay, uh, visually incredible, and I understand the uh, importance of it because it had like an all African American cast. But uh, yeah, I mean, he seemed like a good dude. And actually, what was it Sunday that that was announced that he passed away? Was it Sunday? Something like I that, think it, right? I think it was. It was either Friday or Sunday. But I, uh, I woke. And actually, I, I woke up and I looked on uh, the social media on Twitter, and Jordan 
Jordan Cruz was the the first thing I read was Jordan's tweet saying something about Chadwick Bo uh, is it Chadwick Boseman? Chadwick Boseman, yeah. Um, passed away, and I was like, I recognize that name. Why do I recognize that name? And I immediately went to Yahoo, and front page was like, yeah. I was like, oh shit, Black Panther passed away from colon cancer. What? Uh, but yeah, man, seemed like a good guy. Seemed like he had like a lot of uh, good stuff going on for him. Like uh, you know, like I feel like that his movie career was just getting started. Yeah. But uh, man, that's crazy, and that sucks. Cause when you say that, like you know, like certain actors like hit you hard. I I remember when Robin Williams passed away. That that's was a big one, yeah. one. That's true. And then also Patrick Swayze, who happened to pass away the exact same way with colon cancer. Crazy man, crazy. On yeah, the- I mean, the, yeah, I forgot about Robin Williams. Yeah, and then there's uh, you know, a couple couple wrestlers hit you. You know, when Eddie yeah. died, it was yeah. like Jesus Christ. Chester from Lincoln Park. I don't know if that mattered to any of you guys, but that was that was a nah. big one for me. Mostly because the song that he performed like a week before was like about his other friend who committed suicide, and then you know. Oh, uh, uh, Soundgarden. Yeah, Soundgarden. Yeah. yeah, that one. Yeah, and you know, you wouldn't even know that he was like dealing with that. You know, suicide's always incredibly sad because you know, I'll never understand that like level of like depression and sadness. But it's like, Let's there's move. nothing you can really do. We're on, let's move on though while we're on this, this topic of movies because <laughs> I don't want to go I, the, you're a little late on the segue but movies I don't want to go down the, 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 the path that, that Adam was going down did you guys see the Batman trailer oh, that was yeah. sick what yeah. what I'm here for it now here's the good thing right here's everything the, everything here's the positive thing going on when The Dark Knight got released, I was kind of like, what? Heath Ledger? Like, I'm not sure about that, right? And then you hear about this Robert Pattinson dude being Batman, and you're like, what? I don't know about that. Now, hindsight, Heath Ledger, probably the greatest Joker of all time, in my opinion. Everybody has their different opinion, but I think a majority of people really enjoy that Joker. After seeing that trailer for Batman, I'm like, okay, I'm on board now. I'm on board. It was so funny when Pattinson first got... Uh, cast. I've seen him in a bunch of shit, and I know he's got some depth to his roles. I saw I, him on tw- in Twilight, and I I've never. That's what everyone reacts. To I, so here's the thing: is I've never seen Twilight, and that's probably well, the only reason him, that I was but... like, I've seen him in some other things, and he's he's a great actor. Um, but I've learned after they cast uh, Christian Bale and all the casting they did for those movies, I learned to stop questioning them because they hit the nail on the head every time. When they cast Bale, I was like, get out of here, dude. They cast uh, they cast Ledger. I'm like. What are we doing here? What are we doing here at this point? Um, when they cast... Uh, I was the only one who was on board with the Ben Affleck casting. I like Ben Affleck. I think he was still great. When they cast Pattinson, I'm like, oh, everyone's going to think he's you know probably the best Batman ever now when they bring in Pattinson. Everyone was furious when that, <laughs> they showed that trailer and everyone flew off the handle. Here's the thing. I think I'm not too sold on Pattinson's Batman right now. Because we haven't really seen too much of it, right? You see the part of that trailer where he's, he basically just bludgeons a guy to death, right? Well, they've only filmed 20% of the movie. Oh, so, really? like, that trailer, like, I, I'm amazed that they made that trailer out of how little <laughs> movie they filmed. Yeah. And it was coherent. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think Pattinson right now is just catching shrapnel because that trailer looks incredible, right? So people are automatically like, Pattinson's sick as a fucking Batman. Really? You ain't seen shit from him yet. You saw him. You un- saw the gear. You, you saw, saw the gear. gear. You saw him bludgeon that one dude to death. 
Uh, so he wasn't doing a goofy voice he as basically, Batman. Did he do a goofy voice? He said, a little I'm bit. Vengeance. I'm vengeance. He did the Michael Keaton thing where he just talks a little deeper, but he didn't do the growl. I like the voice modulator they had on, on, on Ben Affleck. Affleck. I thought that was sick. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, so promos, or I'm sorry, movie trailers are promos, right? Mm-hmm. I'm fucking sold. You got me. Batman people, you got me right now. And I'm looking forward to this match, a.k.a. the movie. Um, so let me get this. The Riddler's the bad guy in this movie, right? It's very much no one really knows. I, I don't even know for sure if the guy in the trailer with the tape is the Riddler. Yeah, exactly. That's like what I was Hush. thinking. It could, it could be a many, but uh, Penguin's in the movie who's Colin Farrell. Yeah, didn't even recognize that yeah. dude. Um, and by the way, he's got his little army of Darby Allens. Uh, uh, Catwoman's in the movie too, like... I think it lo- I think it looks sick. Yeah. And by the way, uh, putting um, Nirvana in the back uh, of that, that's as, what, that's as what I think what sold me the most. That song is yes. awesome. I think it's such an art and talent for those people that have to go. Okay, I got to match up a song to match this visual, right? Like songs make soundtracks. They can make trailers. Like whoever goes okay i know the song for this like I, visually i see this matching up is awesome so that that trailer came out after uh the snyder cut trailer as well and if there's one person who knows how to use music for their trailers it's it's zach snyder yeah and he used i think he used hallelujah for but like yes. real slow and eerie yeah for his, his snyder cut version and like that guy, if you go back to watchmen uh all, all of his trailers are incredible with the music that they choose so uh-huh. um yeah, the music they chose for the Batman trailer was great. Quick question on this Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. What the fuck are they talking about? Now, is this a new movie or is this... <clears throat> what did we is talk this? about this before? No, it's it's basically like, did you ever see the Justice League movie when it came out? Yeah. So Trash. It was bad. So when they were making the movie, I guess, um, something ha- I think Zack Snyder's daughter committed suicide or something like that. So they basically removed him halfway through the movie. Okay. No, he filmed 75 to 80% of the movie. Okay, and then they brought in Joss Whedon, who is more known for lighthearted. Joss Whedon did the Avengers. Yeah. Okay. So, so they decided. Here's why: when they brought him in, they saw the Justice League version. They compared it to what they saw for Batman versus Superman, which got terrible reviews from critics. Uh-huh. And they said, "This is unwatchable. We're not going to go down that path again. We want to be more like Marvel." So they brought in Joss Whedon. Go ahead. And then the movie is basically just a mishmash of. <clears throat> jokey too serious jokey too serious which yeah. is completely like if you saw Batman versus Superman it's a very dark movie yes more in line of what those movies should be because Man, Man Batman is a, Batman is a dark character like people try to make Batman Iron Man that's a bad that's bad booking to use wrestling terminology so, yeah so so, <clears throat> so they crammed all that movie down into what was it like two hours and 20 minutes yeah. or some shit like that for justice league he wanted it to be a three-hour movie they reshot i think it was 70 percent of the so 70 percent of the movie that you saw for the justice league you saw wasn't Zack snyder's version okay they put in a different <laughs> villain and they put they changed the look of the villain and henry cavill was not allowed to shave his mustache that he had for the mission impossible movie he was doing so there are big parts of the movie where you see him and his top lip probably looks so really they gave weird. Shitty they CGI. CGI'd face. his mouth to make it look like he didn't have a mustache. Didn't so, didn't so, notice. It was terrible. So anyway, the Snyder Cut. People are like, what the fuck are we watching? This isn't what we were promised. This is not the movie that was promised. 
Snyder goes, yeah, the movie's almost done. So HBO Max, they go, hey, we need a big movie to come out with our new streaming service, Zack Snyder. Do you want to show your original cut? He goes, fuck yeah. And instead of putting the handcuffs on it, they took it off. They gave him more money, and they go, hey, we know you were 75% of the way done. If there's anything else you want to do, too, here's some more money. So he got Batfleck back in the suit. He got everyone recast back. They're filming some more scenes and shit. And instead of being limited, so originally WB wanted that movie to be two hours long, which they finished at like 2.20. They're giving him four hours for the Snyder Cut. So HBO Max goes, you're going to get a four-hour movie. We want it done this way. A weekly installment of one hour. We're only going to show one hour. And then at the very end, everyone can stream the whole movie you know, as one giant. So they're cut. releasing it as a series. So they're, re- they're releasing it as a limited series, a four-part limited series that will be coherent. That at the end, when it's over, you can watch a one, one four-hour cut of okay. this Justice League. All right. See, I, I was like, I watched it, and I was like, I don't get what the fuck's going on right here because I've seen this movie before. And they're like, oh, this is the Zack Snyder uncut. And I'm like, I don't know what that fucking means. So, okay, thank you. Basically just the guy who was originally supposed to make the movie, and now you're all going to get to see his version of the movie and decide if you'd like it better. So here's the deal. Zack Snyder, for the DC, what do they call it? The DC Extended Universe? The DC DC Cinematic Universe or whatever. Okay, Zack Snyder was the Vince McMahon. He goes, okay, I'm doing Man of Steel. I'm bringing in Batman. I'm hiring the person that's doing uh, Wonder Woman and, 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 and uh, Suicide Squad. And he's getting all these people. He's piecing together. He's world building. He's the world builder. And he's making sure that he has all his puppets as a part of his universe, the different, uh, the different uh, directors and whatnot, the actors, right? He's casting the actors. Um, so when they pulled him out and they put someone else in, they're like, what the fuck is this? This isn't the same universe. This is shit. So now they're saying, okay, we're putting Vincent Kennedy McMahon back in charge of the WWE. Uh, okay. Let's see what he's doing. Not, but we're not talking like current Vince McMahon. We're talking about like Attitude Era. Vince Attitude McMahon. Era, yeah. the best Vince McMahon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So okay, cool. And then uh, the new Wonder Woman looks sick, dude. Yep. I dig that Wonder Woman. Like I, I remember. Uh, so like, yeah, these DC movies have kind of been like, eh, right? But that first Wonder Woman movie was sick. Loved it. Plus, let's be honest here. Not hard to look at Wonder Woman for fucking an hour and a half, right? She's fucking one of the most beautiful women in the in the in the world. Um, but it looks good, man. I like I like uh, the visual of the the trailer. the The music again is awesome. For was it 1984? That's yeah. The, uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Did you guys see the uh, the trailer for the or not the trailer, but like the behind the scenes thing for uh, Suicide Squad? That looked great. Now here's my thing. So hey, that's John. Yeah. So that's supposed to happen in the past, right? No. It's is it a, it's it's a it's a current yeah. like after this suicide squad yeah. or the last suicide squad yes. this is like their newer thing? Yes. Okay. Cuz it looks kind of like they were going to like retro kind of shit on it. They were just on an island and it kind of looked like Vietnam or something. Okay. Also one of the most beautiful women in the world, freaking Margot Robbie. I I yeah. I, I love her being cast as that character, unfortunately, they just fucked up those movies. Yeah, the Birds of Prey was trash, in my yeah. opinion. That that was the most egregious offense in the entire DC. No, lineup. Suicide Squad was no, I liked it. The worst thing I've ever seen. I, 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 the, like I said, the first half was great. The second half was shit. I thought all of Birds of Prey was trash. Yeah, hopefully they uh, they rebound from that shit. So. I like the actors they they cast in it. I thought that was cool. I just thought I just noticed John Cena. Oh, and they got that uh, Idris Elba. Idris Elba, yeah. 
I like him. He's very he good great. actor, yeah. Even though he was in that piece of shit movie, the Hobbs and Shaw. He was the bad guy. Oh, that wasn't a good movie? I can't. No. No. Fast and the, no Fast and the Furious movie has been good since the second one. I never saw Tokyo Drift. It looked like trash. Uh, I don't think I ever. Actually, what's the, which one's the one with Ludacris? Too Fast, Too, too He's Furious. He's in all of them now. But well, the, I mean, the, the first, first one was Too, too Fast, Fast and Too, too Furious. Furious. That was Tokyo. Well, oh, okay. That was the third Tokyo one. Tokyo Drift was the third was that, one. Tokyo Drift was the third one? Okay, yeah. Tokyo Drift was the second one. Third Are you one? sure? Yes. So, all right, so I've seen all of them, so... So I fucks with the first one and the second one. Every, everything else has been garbage, though, after that. I can't <clears> believe they're still making these fucking things. They make a ton of money. That, that's the thing that amazes me. I, yeah, because I, they're so ridiculous that they're basic... Like, it's one of those things where it's like... you know, When they're making the movies, they know how ridiculous it is, so they just they go further and further okay. with it. Because they know that the audience think they, they're in on the joke, too. That it's... it's this is supposed to be stupid. You're driving a submarine through ice like that's obviously <laughs> dumb but like you know what i mean like yeah. and there's scenes like the, there's one in one of the movies where rock has a cast on and he just flexes and the cast explodes <laughs> off his arm and i'm like these are just like cool fucking moments in an action movie to me like i don't take them seriously i'm not going like can't wait to see this well acted film like i'm Can, like this is gonna be really dumb chases and action i want to give you guys and our our listening audience a recommendation Go if ahead. you want to watch a crazy, insane, fucked up movie. Like, like along the lines of the Fast and the Furious franchise, where she, you're just like, this is ridiculous. I want to watch it because it's a popcorn movie, but like, this is stupid. I may have talked about this with you guys before. In my opinion, the best ridiculous action movie that's out there is Crank. Have you seen Crank? Is that with uh, Statham? That's with Statham. Uh, no. Is that the movie where he needs to keep his heart above a certain... This is the mo- This is speed, but with the human body. So this man... So he's like an assassin, right? I forget what happens. He gets in trouble with the gang, and he has to keep his adrenaline... His adrenaline can't go down, otherwise he'll die. He needs to keep his adrenaline flowing. Uh-huh. So throughout the movie, he does shit to keep his adrenaline pumping. So he, like... This is the one where he pounds on Amy Smart. I was going to say, this is the one where in the Amy mi- Smart... In public. Oh, man, he's tra- such a crush on is Amy it, Smart. Is it weird that's the only part of that movie I remember? I, yeah, that's I don't the only thing I remember. No, it's fantastic. It. It's fantastic. But he does shit like that the whole movie. You know what I mean? Like, punches a guy in the street because he needs to take off running <laughs> and stuff like that. The whole movie uh, jumps out of a plane at the end and calls his, his girlfriend. He's like, I'm not going to be home. And then, like, there's a crank, too. <laughs> <laughs> Which was shit in Crank Two, so I would not recommend Crank Two. Crank Two, he had an elect. He, I think he had like a an electronic thing in his body that you had to keep shocking him with electricity to keep uh. him. Alive. But he goes. Oh, so he goes to the hospital with Amy Smart, right? And he goes. Uh, I, you know, I'm, they got I'm her my, back for the heart's... sequel. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, oh, my heart's you know dying or whatever. I need, I need some. So she grabs like the adrenaline in the hospital and like shoots it directly into his heart, and he freaks out. There's in the movie, he's doing lines of coke because he has to have his heart pumping. <laughs> It's, it's yeah. no, no, I recommend it. It is the, it's a zany, crazy, fucking great. Like just trash. Have a couple beers, sit back, pop this thing in. It's yeah. fantastic. You can't watch these movies sober because then you just go, "This is stupid." But if you're drunk, it's like when you talk about people watching wrestling. If you get really drunk and watch these movies, I bet you'll be into them. But yeah. you're not watching. The, you're, I'm not telling you to go to this movie and be like, "Dude, it's Titanic." It's, it's it's no just, I know but you know, you know it's, it's well acted or it's you know it's it's uh it's Inception it's just this beautifully well done piece of art no 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 this is mind bending action with shit that just it's they do it it it's made by guys for guys you know it's it's just that's all it is you know what uh you know what I watched last night 
the uh, the new uh, Bill and Ted's movie. <gasps> That's out. It's on demand. How much was it? Twenty bucks or something, Damn, like six, seventeen bucks or something like that. That's what you get when you get those Lexus seats. I had to watch it, man. It's my boy Keanu Reeves. How was it? it? It's fine. It's fine. You're not gonna like. What is it, were you expecting? Like a cinematic masterpiece? Yeah, not, like you know what that movie's gonna be? It's not gonna blow your dick back. Like, George Carlin's not in it, so it's not gonna be. As good. Actually, he does make a little appearance. Oh, dude, CGI though. But um, mm. it's fine. It's it, you watch it and you just go, you know what? Thank it's you. Fucking Thank Keanu Reeves. You. Is that where you, at the end you go, I'm sorry, I love you, and then you super kick that franchise back to where it belonged? What about um, John Wick? You, do you like the John Wick movies? Love them. Because those are kind of crazy em. too, right? I've only seen like parts of the first one. See, I can fucks with the, with the John Wick movies way over the Fast and Furious. Even though like John Wick movies because are pretty ridiculous. Because you understand the, the feeling of when someone kills your dog. Oh, yeah. You're going to want vengeance for 100%, that. 100%. 100%. If, you, if you're not willing to murder for your dog, you don't love your dog. Yep. Um, but also, Keanu Reeves is in that movie. But, like, it's ridiculous. John Wick movies are kind of ridiculous because he's killing, like, his, his, his kill count in those movies are, like, in the high hundreds, And it's, right? like, crazy shit that he does when he kills them, right? He, like, uses, like, inanimate objects to kill people and yeah, shit, right? Yeah, but I still love them, man. I love them. But, uh, yeah, man, the new, the new Bill and Ted's, it's fine. It's, if you want to just kind of, like, get nostalgic on it, like, and watch it, and just be like, okay, cool. It's not, like I said, uh... I don't know what the rating is for it. I'm guessing it got like a six out of ten, like IMDb stats. How many hogs? How many? How many hogs are we out of? How many do you think it deserves? Just... All right, out of three hogs, out of three hogs, right? You, myself, right. Big Duke. Um, I'll give it. I'll give it a, a Devin. <laughs> this movie sucked. I'll give it a Devin and a half Duke. Devin and a half Dukes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's One not and it's, a half like I said, it's not gonna blow your dick back, but it's like whatever, man. It's cool. Like you just watch it. Theaters are opening back up this week. Yeah. And they my, are. I'm, my, I have a mission. I'm gonna see Tenet this week, no matter come hell or high water. You see what? Tenet, the new Christopher Nolan movie. Comes oh, out this week. that's coming out. That's out. This it's supposed. To, it says Thursday, but I know that there are some places like in Arizona, it's already out. That's the one where it's like it shows like a lot of reverse stuff. Like yeah, in the like trailer. I don't. I nobody knows what the plot is. Yeah, it's, I lo- it's I lo- very much a mystery. I'm a big, uh, big Nolan fan. Me too. Um, here's my thing. Now, here, here, here's a question. Okay, we're living in different times. Do you think like? say movies will be released in the theater and also on demand because you might have people that don't want to go to the theater yet? No. You don't think so? No, they've talked about this. Uh, Universal's getting in trouble because they're dropping their shit on demand. So theaters are saying, all right, fuck you. You can't put it in our theater. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's going to be... Theaters lose a lot of money. There's gonna be a, oh, yeah. there's gonna be there's gonna be some issues where I think like Universal might be on the outs for a little bit maybe you know a couple months slap on the wrist before they're allowed back in and there might be a couple other companies like that like I know uh, Disney's putting Mulan on there and I, they have another one I think uh, the Black Widow movie they were talking about maybe putting that on on Disney Plus instead think, of doing I think it they theater. confirmed that already you know oh did they I think they did you yeah. know it's funny speaking of like Universal right being in trouble you know uh the fucking production company for that bill and ted's mm-hmm. orion remember orion like the the little like yeah. I, when i saw that i was like i haven't seen that in forever but yeah that was the original movie they were hot back in the day like you always saw that little logo pop up prior to <clears> movies <throat> yes but uh i i mean 
I mean, you can only have what X amount of percentage of twenty five percent of a theater, something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's that that that's not good numbers, right? If you're if you're if you're putting out a movie, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna make your nut with a twenty five percent filled theater. I don't know. I don't know, man. Plus, there's nothing coming out. Like Tenet, I think, is the only movie coming well, out in the next couple of months that's relevant. There's no real point of releasing anything. Yeah, they moved everything to next year, basically. I would. I mean. I, I'm glad you said that. I'm a big Nolan fan. I saw the preview for that for that movie, and I I want to see it. Denzel's son and Robert Pattinson are the stars of the movie. Really? I didn't know that. <clears throat> Did not know that. Anyways, it's good seeing a little bit of normal normalcy coming yeah, back. That's you, nice. you know how I also know like this pandemic is almost over. Uh, there was traffic on the 805 last. Oh, week. there you go. I was driving on the 52 East, and I look up. You can see the 805 uh, overpass. And I was like, there's fucking traffic on the 805 right now. Pandemic's <clears throat> over. We Pandemic took, is over. We took the kid to the beach this weekend and uh, over to Moonlight. Yeah. And it was from the water to, you know, back. It was probably... And it, Moonlight's a short beach. That's yeah. a short sand, uh-huh. sandbar there. There's, there's like eight to ten families deep between you know where you get off and start sitting setting up in the sand to get to the water yeah it was bad yeah man. it was a t- fuck ton of people so people are over it as much as much as like okay you know we're still in this problem right people are really starting to say fuck it i feel like they're really starting to be like fuck it <clears throat> um is that a good thing i don't know but i feel like that's people are a lot becoming a lot more relaxed people that i think took this pandemic very seriously i think you're starting to see them even kind of start relaxing a little bit more because i and why i don't know maybe it's just that time right like i think people have just adjusted to well if i go out i'm gonna wear a mask like if i go to a store i'm gonna wear a mask if i do this i'm gonna wear like i think people are just like they understand this is what the normal is now. well a two-week shutdown turn into a fucking six-month shutdown basically yeah. Yeah, i know man. Well, that too yeah it's fucking nuts what? right i said well they that too yeah yeah nuts I mean, people were like, okay, summer's almost over. I got to get out. Yeah. I got to get a tan. It's almost crazy, like, <clears throat> to think, like, oh, man. I mean, it, it's fucking, it's tomorrow, September. Jesus. And all this shit started at the beginning of March. Like, what the fuck happened, man? Anyways. Let's start wrapping this up, man. We've been going for a while. Let's wrap it up. But you know where I'm going to be <clears throat> this weekend, Dev? Friday night. Where am I going to be at? Friday night, you can be in Las Vegas. I'm in Las Vegas for Canada. Without his tag partner. Jesus you can Christ. Go. For Let's I go. wasn't invited. wasn't invited. Guys, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to get, we're trying to go up with you. That's what we're trying to do. <clears throat> uh, I'll be flying out there. So if you guys want to drive out, feel free to meet me out there. Uh, Canada Pro Wrestling is happening out in Las Vegas. Uh, information is still being a little uh, hel- uh, held quiet. But they are going to release some information. I know later this week. If you want to go uh, check this out, please go visit Canna Pro Wrestling on their Instagram. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's just called Canna Pro Wrestling. That's C A N N A Pro Wrestling. Yeah, so we'll be out there, or I'll be out there. A few other people will be on the card too. I'll be wrestling Jordan Cruz. He's going to be doing the job for me. I guarantee it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, go check out at Canna Pro Wrestling on Twitter, and then I'm sure it's on Instagram too. What else do we want to put over? Uh, next week we'll be on an altered schedule. We are it's my uh, anniversary next Monday. All right, so we'll have to figure something out there. Anyways, we'll we'll keep you posted on that. 
Also, the football season's upon us, and uh, fantasy football is a big deal. A good friend of mine, he started his own fantasy company way back when in his living room, and since then he has turned this thing into a serious business. It's called Fantasy Jocks. So please go visit fantasyjocks.com for all of your fantasy football kit needs. Uh, not only that, he, uh, you know, we're, people are winning these fantasy football leagues, right? Do you want a stupid fucking trophy? No. No, that's for Little League kids. You want to look like a hog. What do you want? You want a fucking championship belt, and that's also what he's going to provide for you. Uh, go on, check out fantasyjocks.com, and... Uh, Tell them the hog sent you. Tell them the hog sent you. It ain't going to get you nothing. No. But, but uh, tell know, them the hog sent they'll you. They'll be like, that's cool. Who the fuck are the hogs? Yeah. Like I said, this guy, he's one of my he's one of my good friends growing up. And he started this company in his living room, I think, probably 10 years ago. And since then, he's made this into a, a pretty good business. So go visit FantasyJocks.com. 10 Barrel Brewing. Pub beer. Cheap fun beer. Go pick yourself up some. Go get drunk. What else we got? That's it, man. I, no, I, it's I not, hit our Dan, I hit our socials Dan. up front. I hit a subscribe, like on um, what? This is why. Fuck I do Andy this. Brown, man. Come on. That's the thing you say at the very end. You don't say. You say it whenever. Oh, fuck Andy Brown. Let's open the episodes of Fuck Andy Brown then. Also, listen to us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Go give Devin some uh, some ratings and reviews. Devin wants them ratings and reviews. Yeah. Why say we, something cool. Say like, uh, you know, hogs are cool. Like that'd be dope. That'd be that'd a be dope, dope review. That'd be dope. What else can we put over? Anything else? Yeah, probably Steel Cage Radio, who also supports the show. Steel Cage Radio. Thank you. <laughs> go, uh, go follow them. Go follow them and listen to us and like and subscribe to them. Well, they have other content as well. Other podcasts. They do. Yep, they do. Uh, I think that's about it. Am I correct on that? Yeah. Now you can fuck Andy Brown and uh, Mike. If they want the tip. Wait. <laughs> You're right. You got it. You got it. Come on, Dev. If they want the tip, what do they got to do? They got to take the whole hog. Adios. Adios. <laughs>